This is a horror game podcast. It is meant for mature audiences. It may contain shocking revelations, violence, and sexual themes. Viewer discretion is advised. fellow investigators and welcome to the video podcast into the darkness where my friends and i are playing the delta green role-playing game i'm your host tom Rayleigh. the scenario is agent purple's green box blues it was written by james houghton and it's available from art dream publishing i'm the handler and this is a one shot so without any further delay let's begin our journey into the darkness you find yourselves at midnight in the uh top floor of a building in the middle of LA. It is the Starlight Ballroom. There is currently no uh, shining, spinning light or uh, anything, although they have been testing the uh, the disco lights. Um, you are in a quiet corner together where you often uh, are called by Delta Green for an opera. Um, there's a man sitting there, uh, and he introduces himself. I am uh, Agent. <laughs> I am D. Selvin. Agent uh, Well, I lost his name. So uh, I'm Agent uh, Inconsequential. Uh, and uh, we need you on a special mission uh, this time around. We've called you from various other cells. None of you know who you are. Uh, you all know who I am. Uh, we're going to call this uh, Operation Toilet Brush because uh, you're going to be cleaning up a, a, a mess, something that might be a mess. As you probably are aware, there have been there are a lot of gangs in Los Angeles, um, mostly criminal, uh, but we've begun to get uh, rumors that uh, the White Snakes uh, are involved in artifact smuggling uh, out of Mexico uh, and, out, and possibly out of Arizona and other states. Uh, the reason why we know this is P-Cell has been working in Los Angeles for quite a while. They've brought in a lot of uh, they've brought in a lot of cults, uh, taking care of uh, some of the problems. Um, but recently, while they were investigating the white snakes, uh, they were caught in a, we don't know whether it was a trap or whether it was just bad luck, but um, they were pretty much massacred, all except Agent Purple. Uh, he managed to get out. And uh, the others were all killed. There were there were only two others, by the way, at the time: uh, Agent Petrus and uh, Agent uh, uh, Partridge. Uh, they were both killed. He's now trying to cover that mess up. But uh, it seemed like they had an artifact that was identified as belonging to a uh, a, a, a green box uh, that was stationed here in Los Angeles. Uh, so now we don't know whether. 
the white snakes have infiltrated, have uh, managed to find the location of a green box. Um, we don't know what's going on. Uh, Purple's overwhelmed. Uh, uh, he actually doesn't know that I'm sending you uh, to help him clean up. But uh, I can give you his uh, cell number, and uh, you can contact him and tell him that I'm sending you in. Uh, other than that, you'll have to you know get your information from him as to what to do next. Um, having dealt with Purple for a while, he's not exactly the most friendly fellow, so good luck. Probably feeling a little bit of post-op distress as well right now, losing two fellow agents. Uh, what part of town is the green box in question? Uh, the green box in question is green box um, uh, GB3863, and it was located near Dodger Stadium, uh, near Elysian Park. Um, uh, I can give you the address, uh, 835 Spruce Street, Los Angeles, uh, pretty much right in the heart of the city. Is there anyone on a precautionary basis moving other green boxes in case there was an infiltration? Not that we know of. Um, Got to tell you that our, our knowledge of the green boxes in L.A. is sketchy at best. I can't comment on a cell or my my higher ups, but it's not a lot of record keeping in this organization as of late. So that's all I know. You got to get a hold of him, get out there and see him, see what you can do, see what you can come up with. But it might you might be going into uh, some rather harsh situation. The White Snakes are notorious; they all carry guns. They're a biker gang. Um, we think that's exactly what happened. They got caught, a little bit overwhelmed with firepower. Do they have uh, any um, uh, distinguishing features, tattoos, uh, something of that like? I don't know. You'll have to talk to uh, Purple. He's the uh, expert on what's been going on with the White Snakes. Okay. At least he's the only surviving person that knows what's been going on with the White Snakes. Uh, so... Here's the phone number. He gives it to you. Um, and you can uh, make your calls. This place is safe, at least for another half an hour. And then uh, good luck. Uh, you can report back. There's, you know, you've got the, the code phone number to call Delta Green if you need to. You'll be calling me. Good night. And he gets up and walks out rather unceremoniously. All right, take out the burner, all purple. Okay, phone rings. Who is this? Uh, a friend of somebody inconsequential. Uh, we understand that there's been a spot of bother, and uh, a few of us have been sent to clean things uh, up. Um. Uh, the, the, the bird sings at midnight. 
the crow flies over the convent. Okay. Um, why is he sending you out here? I can I can finish this up myself. I'm uh, not in any uh, doubt of your competence. Uh, many hands make light work. Uh, all right, I'm 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 typing in the 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 address where you can meet me. Very good. Nice. See you shortly. Um, yeah. How close is that address to the Elysian Park? I'll be thirty minutes. Okay. Oh, it's uh, no near Elysian Park. It's not. It's, it's not. Uh, All right. It's in. Uh, uh, we'll say it's in uh, San Pedro. So okay. quite a ways south from where you are. Probably oh, take like, you half an hour, forty-five minutes to get there. Like any good agent, he seems like a paranoid bastard. Yeah, uh, unfriendly. Uh, I would say he's definitely overwhelmed and trying to cover his ass. Again, he might be in some degree of shock. Do we have any reason to think that it's worth sending a one or two? GB three eight six three and 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 look at that independent of his location. Or should well, we stick together? Imagine if you will that from where you are right now, it would take you maybe fifteen minutes going uh, east to get to the green box, and it would take you forty five minutes going south. You could do it like this, or uh, whatever. Traffic shouldn't be bad at midnight. So maybe we'll <laughs> make a little... <laughs> it's it's in it, this town regardless of what time it is. It won't be terrible, but it'll still be slow. Lao Tzu once said, when you outnumber your enemy, divide your forces. Do we think we outnumber our enemy? Well, uh, two agents got taken out. I don't think we do. Yeah, it, it's a biker game. Time. Yeah, that's not usually five people or less. <laughs> well, shit. I was maybe just we every other uh, person behind the wheel on the on the highway, personally. But uh, we should also um, consider the fact um, that with uh, any sort of thing like this, that uh, there is about a thirty percent chance that Agent Purple is in on the grift himself. Uh, just statistically, those are the people that survive these sort of things. Hmm. Not to be a, what did you call it, Glanton? A, a paranoid asshole? Is that the Paranoid right? bastard. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. So, did but you I, want to split your group up? I don't I think, think we the, should. I think the consensus is we're going to stay together, uh, check okay. out the green box, just try to be efficient about it, and then go to meet Purple. Okay. So you hop in your car or cars. Um, you drive to the location of the green box. The green box is um, you Dodger Stadium looms up right nearby. Uh, it's on a little back street uh, behind some warehouses, and there's a uh, what is it a a storage facility. Um, however, it's it's a key code. You don't have the key code. We can always call 
Agent Green. Agent Purple. Agent Purple. So the number prior to if we need any information, the one that debriefed us. Oh, inconsequential. Yeah. <laughs> what was the number of the green box again? It's 3863. Let's try that. Can't hurt. Beep, boop, beep, pop. Nothing. Fuck. Uh, what was it inconsequential said about things not being organized? Now, the, the facility itself has an iron, a really standard ugly iron gate, you know, that goes around it just straight. Um, there is uh, barbed wire on the top of it so that people can't jump over it. Uh, uh, but there's nobody around. This area is kind of deserted. You can see that the hours are 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., um, after that, they, they don't let you in anymore. And it's not a very nice neighborhood. Are there any signs of like forced entry to the site itself? Hmm. I mean, it's kind of run down. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like, you know, with the, with the right tools, you could, you could bend the bars and probably get through. Is there an operating security camera or more than one? Um, yeah, there's probably one. Um, uh, there, we'll, say, we'll say there's rows. So there's one on the end of each row. Please tell me we have a burglary expert here. I've dabbled a little bit. What say you? <laughs> having having a look at the place, is it easy enough to be able to disconnect the CCTV without being seen? Yeah, are they probably. Even actually, um, are they even actually, are they just for show or are they actually recording? Uh, well, you don't know that for sure. They are, they are, uh, there's a light on. But at the same time, it looks like one of those that you could just get up there and unplug. Uh, it end up with static. And there's very not likely a security guard who's going to suddenly come running out and say, hey, that camera suddenly turned off. Mm -hmm. They'll find out tomorrow or maybe never because nobody will notice or complain. Yeah. I mean, if they're easy enough to, to, um, to unplug without being seen, so climb up and pull without being in its line of sight. That seems like a sensible start. Okay. So you'll have to get past the razor wire, the, the barbed wire, but you guys know what you're doing. Throw your jacket over the, the wire. Yeah. Either that or somebody has pliers, we can just cut them up. I've, I've always heard that you can use car mats as well. Uh, that hard plastic at the, the bottom is sure, quite useful. Sure. All right. So we'll say that without much difficulty, you guys managed to get inside. You've you've closed the you've you've covered the the wire. You've helped each other up and over. Uh, it's only like a, an eight foot high fence, so a little bit of work. You're up and over, so you're inside. Um. 
Now you have a second problem. You don't know which box in this place is GB. How are, the, 36. how are the boxes numbered? Uh, they start at zero, zero, 001 and go through, go to about zero, I mean, go to about 800. Once again, not the number we need. Are we just burning time here? You could always just call uh, Agent Purple and have him tell us the number and any locks that we need. And the precautions he's put on the box. Mm. All right. I was hoping to avoid that, but... <laughs> okay, so you call Purple. Who is this? Uh, same friendly as before. Uh, we had uh, the number 3863. And we're at that location, but we don't know where receptacle is in question. Um, let me see if I've got that information. Thank you. I, uh, I haven't been to that green box. Uh, I show that's the one on Spruce Street. Uh, that's the one that was compromised. You're there, huh? Indeed. Well, um, I we don't know which one. To them to use, so we thought we'd swing by. Oh, wait, here, 617 is the box, but uh, I don't have any kind of key to get in or or code. Uh, it's probably just a combo lock. Copy. Uh, well, contact you again when we're at your location. You know, you're just wasting your time. Click. Yeah. Mr. Congeniality. Uh, 617 is the number. And now uh, let's see if we need anything more than a crowbar to open her up. So you get over to it. And indeed, all of the all of these uh, uh, units have uh, combination locks on the outside. Um, I'm sorry. No, they don't. They have... No, they do have combination locks, but they're exposed in such a way that if the owners of the property need to, you know, cut them off, they can do it. Um, they're all pretty much identical uh, because the uh, the facility here makes you buy their lock so that they can get in. Um, but it is it is securely, and it looks just like all the others. Seamus, is this uh, trivial to you? <laughs> Have a look at it. If I've got a pair of bolt cutters for my uh, standard type of standard type of equipment, then I'll have a look to see if I can just go snip and I'll, I'll get accept into that. it. Sure. Yeah. All right. Assuming assuming that there's nothing that looks like it's uh, deliberately set up as trip wires or uh, pressure pads or anything to say that when it's cut that it would activate anything or likewise having a look around the frame to see if when you pull the roller thing up that there's there's going to be an issue okay you um you don't see any kind of trip wires or booby traps you clip the clip the lock right off 
and it's the kind that you lift up. You lift it up, and it looks like it looks like a as if you were opening just somebody's random storage thing. There's a number of pieces of furniture sitting in the front, some boxes filled with what look like old toys, you know, Barbie dolls, things like that. Um, it gives you the distinct impression that it's disguised in case somebody opens it up. Uh, when you get back into it, uh, you start to see some unusual things. You throw over a tarp and you see a number of weapons. Um, you see a police issue uh, belt uh, that has steel handcuffs and keys. Uh, there's uh, uh, evidence bags. There's flashlights, nightsticks, things like that. You find a 16-gauge double-barreled shotgun uh, that looks like it's Turkish manufacture. Hmm. Um, uh, you find a complex you find a box that when you open it up it it kind of startles you it looks like a complex uh, sort of booby trap kit um that uh you might use to make a bomb so that if somebody were to open something up they would be obliterated it's it's not made into a bomb but it's got all the stuff there for it um Things like that. Any signs of tampering at all? Uh, you do see that the the dust on the floor has been disturbed by people, people or person or persons recently coming in and out. Um, it does look like some things have been moved around. Uh, but you can't tell if things have been taken out or or not. Is there any way to work out what their movement patterns were if there's plenty of dust in here? Can I get an idea if what did they go straight to one particular thing or did they go in and peruse out what was their kind of series of actions? Because it's kind of cramped, you'd guess that just going in and out, even if they knew where they were going, they still left move dust and you know handprints and things like that all over the handprints definitely were wearing gloves um there's no clear footprints it's not that much dust and is is the does the area that looks disturbed look freshly disturbed or is there another layer of dust on the footprints i would say that it looks like maybe it was disturbed in the last month or so and there isn't, so say, a set of steel bolt shelves with junk on them, and then a big gap. Um, no, but there are some shelves that have books on them. Uh, there is a book, uh, Nikolai Tesla. Yours is the future. Um, uh, and there is another book that. Uh, uh, it's odd looking. When you look at it at first, uh, it looks like it's going to be a textbook. Uh, if you pick it up and you open it, uh, it's all blank on the inside. Um, if you actually check 
to see if it's all blank? Probably not blank. Uh, Agent Roger, this seems like your skill set. Yours. Too quiet. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. I was uh, distracted. Um, no, I, I'm happy to start looking through these to catalog what we have. Um, but it is interesting that we had to cut the bolt to get in here. Uh, it's yes. And I, I'm wondering how they got inside. I guess they could have lock picked. Uh, yes. Uh, let me take a look at this book. Um, at first, all the pages are blank as you're going along. And then you notice that somebody's been sketching pictures. Um, at first they are very primitive, crude, uh, and they're people, but none of them have faces. And as you go farther in the book, the, the pictures get better, better rendering, better pencil, you know, drawings, uh, with some ink. Um, they get really pretty, pretty nice. Sometimes there's multiple people on a page. None of them have any faces. And then there are pic there are pictures of people that look like they're dancing, um, dancing together, still no faces. And when you turn the last bit of the book, all of these people seem to be melting together and combining into an abomination of multiple arms and legs kicking with no faces. You can do a sanity check. Oh, dear. Uh, nope. 77, critical failure. Just take one. Uh, it's, oh. it's just, it's weird, but... Yep, nope, that's, that, yep, that's supposed to be in this, yep, this, this is one of them. That reminds me of the weird-ass freeze they have in front of the federal building. Oh, I don't like that. I'm not going there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, other than that, you do realize that it would take you hours to go through and search every nook and cranny of this room. Things, things seem to be purposefully disguised. Well, uh, I'm purple said we were wasting our time. Maybe he's not wrong. Perhaps we just set the lock out front and uh, go meet with him. Perhaps he has more information about, you know, what, what why he thinks this is a problem area. Um, that said, I'm, I, I will take the book since we have confirmed uh, that it's strange. Okay. So you're going to get back out of the complex, cover your tracks, yep. and uh, hop in the car and head south towards uh, San Pedro. Um, it takes you about 30 minutes, 30 more minutes or so to get there. Uh, San Pedro is the uh, port uh, in the south, the fishing port. Uh, you find the address that he gave you, and it is a small uh, sort of brown, uh, looks like an old place, uh, maybe, maybe 100 years old. Uh, it's got uh, uh, terracotta tile on the roof, uh, sort of in the Spanish tradition. Um, but you can see that there is a light on inside. The windows are drawn, but you can see light through the, the windows. 
there's not much place to park. But you can have to drive around and find places to, to park. And it's all metered. Actually, it's only metered from 6 a.m. until 9 p.m. So if you're parking overnight, it's fine. Um, I'm going to uh, call Purple again, just so that he doesn't aim a Tommy gun at us if we knock on the door. Let's say. Answers. It's you again. I can tell because who else is going to call me at this fucking hour of night? Are you here yet? Where are you? We're we're right outside. Just want to give you a heads up before coming in. All right. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to hold a gun to your head. Click. Fair enough. <laughs> I was going to ask him which door he preferred, but I don't think it matters. Let's go meet the welcome wagon. All right. So you go up to the door. You almost expect him when you get up to the door and knock for him to be on the inside going, what's the secret password? It's it's gotten ridiculous at this point. But he opens he opens the door and he says, inside, inside. He says, what? He sent me five? Five of you? Fuck. Look. There's paperwork to do. I'm doing it. I really don't need any help. I don't know what the whole purpose of you being here is. You guys know nothing about the situation. That's what we're hoping you can correct. <sighs> Look, um, I don't know if you guys have clearance, what you guys know, what what things you've been exposed to in the past. Um, I don't know if you, uh, have any of you seen things or experienced things that are really beyond the kind of stuff that Delta Green was made for? If you call your friend getting crushed by an animated roller coaster things, then yes, I have. Yeah, that sounds fucked up enough. Yeah. Um, all right, look. Let me just just show you. And he uh he he points over to the desk where his big gigantic computer is, uh, with little glowing amber letters on it. Uh and what he points to is a mahogany box. Uh the box is about 12 inches long, maybe five inches wide, and only a couple of inches tall. The kind of thing you might put a very fancy utensil or something inside. And he just points at it and he says, have a look. Don't touch it. You know, touch the box. Don't touch the contents. Yeah. I'm going to just snap on a glove before I even touch the lid and uh have a peek so you open up the lid and at first what you think you're seeing is a knife um though it's kind of unusually shaped it's not like a, a the shape that you'd expect from a knife uh it also at first when you glance at it, it seems to have that sort of damascus steel look 
where there are striations and various, you know, dark and lightness to the blade. But as you look at it, you realize that this thing is composed. It it looks like it was composed not of like like metal, um, the way you'd make a knife, like it was made out of wire or sharpened pieces of wire smashed together and forged um those striations of color the black and white sort of striations of color are individual blades themselves and as you look at it a little more you realize they are moving like the blade is composed of sharp knife worms that are very slowly altering the shape of the blade uh you realize that they extend into the handle itself and uh he says uh he says we think that, that is the brusilov knife um it uh uh, uh it came from the uh a uh, uh, place called um uh, Vranovlatsi in Bulgaria during the First World War. We've traced it to Paris, then Chicago, then to L.A. Uh, and uh, if you touch it, it it seems to crave blood. Um, we found this. This is what we found. This is what we recovered from uh, our, our meeting with the White Snakes. Our encounter with the white snakes. Uh, I managed to get away with it. Um, we were all we were all running, and uh, and they didn't. Well, I mean, you know, it goes that way sometimes. Uh, we at least recovered this, but the white snakes have been. Uh, They've been smuggling stuff across the border. At least we've suspected that for a while. This is one of our first really good encounters. We've we've had other missions, uh, all of which were successful. We've 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 recovered other artifacts which we've sent to to Delta Green, um, but um, but this time it just went south. It didn't didn't, didn't work out the way we planned it to, and. Uh, the other problem with this knife is uh, when we, when I did my paperwork and I sent in the information on it, uh, it rang a bell. Uh, they found that it was something that was already recovered once before uh, by F cell and placed in the, uh, that uh, that place that that uh, green box that you were in. So somebody's gotten into that green box. We think one of the white snakes knew it was there and recovered it. Thank God we recovered it back. But we don't know how that happened. What happened to F-Cell? Oh, I have no idea. I think F-Cell was years ago. Well, that's a hell of a story. But I don't think, I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't think that you're going to find much, uh, in that green box. What did you find? Anything? Essentially, we found that 
it looked like it had been breached and it seemed like they must have known what they were looking for because it wasn't chock full of i've i've got a partial list you know agent uh um delta green doesn't keep very good records but i managed to get a printout here i'll show that to you that's what was supposed to be in it all right so it's an f cell manif manifest they call it turtle up class four so in addition to the tesla book you found right and we saw the steel handcuffs we saw the double-barreled shotgun we didn't notice the 45 but there were lots of brown paper bags and this run of run of Lutzi knife do you know if it's been well no illustration of images with unseen faces engaged in unknown wild dance okay yep that we found that one yep and the booby trap kit so no, no other indication that there was a breach um but again this blade seems to be the most powerful artifact so they weren't just they didn't just go in with a couple of apple crates and take everything and see what was good they knew what they wanted the well, white what can you tell us about the white snakes okay the white snakes are a biker gang and of course there's a lot of gangs gangs are really good at smuggling shit you know way it is uh they're bikers too so they like the open road difficult to trace where they're coming from or where they're going um we think that one of their main headquarters is uh cook's corners that's in uh, orange county uh up in majeska canyon it's a biker bar um we think they hang out a lot there uh you can usually they, they they're they're not bright they wear jackets with white snake on them um but we think at least we've been hypothesizing that there's a much more dangerous cult that's behind them um possibly um See, I don't know what you know and what you don't know. I'm I'm hesitant to just start spewing off this information to you. Um, have any of you heard of the Disciples of the Worm? No. The Disciples of the Worm um, goes all the way back to 1014 A.D., they were uh, founded by a fella, uh, Abraham Ibn Ali, and they were trying to achieve immortality. Um, uh, it started in Khotan, China, and it moved across uh, across Asia, across Europe. Um, they uh, they're fucking insane, and uh, they're willing to sacrifice people. Like I say to uh, the the rumors are is that there some of their members are immortal. Um, I mean, I don't know about that sort of shit, but they're they're bloodthirsty. I uh, I have been trying very hard to get some of this research done. I am right now. I'm trying very hard to cover up the deaths of Partridge and and Petros and make sure that they can't 
lead back to to delta green um i i honest to god don't know why they sent you out here i don't know what we're supposed to do have you tried blowing the knife up oh well i mean it is eventually going to be demolished um we think that it has something to do with some atrocities during world war one uh, and that way it was it was you know some cult had a hold of it they somehow fashioned it into this knife um i don't know right now i mean it's eventually going to get turned over and uh let delta green you know let b cell deal with it um partridge and petrus um did i assume they were uh the firearms that they succumbed to to shooting uh, i don't know precisely i uh look i mean there's no easy way to say it basically somebody has to get out somebody has to get out and tell delta green what's going on and that's me so i mean you can say that i abandoned them but you know, whatever. Um, I didn't abandon them. I managed to grab that. I, I I managed to grab that knife, and I managed to get out while those two offered themselves up as a distraction, and uh, they didn't make it. But you don't have bodies that you have to deal with. Well, there are bodies. They're they're in the morgue. Uh -huh. um i'm trying to make sure that they don't get properly identified right you know they had families and you know the delta green way we don't want the families to know anyway for everybody in involved i don't know I, any any suggestions as to what you can do we've got to find out where they're getting these artifacts we've got to find out how they're knowing well yeah. that what's the origin uh, you have this list that's f cells manifest where did uh your cell procure this from oh i i downloaded that just uh i mean i got it you can see it's on a shitty dot matrix printer um but i mean i've got a list here also of uh, all of the cells in the area and uh you know, you can take a look uh, at those too. Right, but you did not generate this list, correct? I didn't generate it. I just oh dear, I got it, found it in there. You can see their their bookkeeping is shitty. F cell compromised. Yeah, Shit. I did that roller coaster opera with them. Well, it looks like I didn't make it. So, I mean, we have no way of knowing whether. The white snakes have managed to get into any of the other ones, and I don't have contents lists for any of those. So I, I mean, I, I think that at this point in time, it's we have to do anything to find out how they're how they're doing this. You know, you know what I mean. Anything. We, we kidnap one of them and torture them. Don't do it here, but if you want to find them, Cook's Corner, you're going to find them. 
Did you see any of the white or white snakes in particular around the confiscated item? Well, at the place we were, uh, Rocco Soul was the ringleader there. I don't know whether he got killed or not. I hope so. But uh, uh, I think that I think he's got a place in Bell Gardens which is like one of the shittiest parts of town or Compton, maybe. Uh, quite honestly, a white guy running around in Compton's not safe or Watts. And that's searching that area. Half those houses are abandoned anyway. Um, I don't know. I got stuff to do. I got paperwork. But uh, if you guys want to take this, you know, you guys look like you're pretty hefty. You guys look like you got some military in there somewhere. Yeah. That's me. But we can go for the ringleader. Go for Rocco if you want to interrogate, ask questions. Well, I'm not sure you'll be able to get a hold of him. He'll be pretty. But, you know, you can get to some of the. The guys, the satellites around them, yeah. Yeah. Where did the confrontation take place? That well, you survived. Uh, that was that was actually in Bell Gardens, uh, not the same place where we think his his place is, but nearby. Susan, the private residence. You, you said that the blade seems to be hungry for blood. To the best of your knowledge, has it been blooded recently? I have no idea. I don't think uh, so. Tom, may I take a break? I need to get the door right now. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, break. No door for you. They wait outside until the game is done. <laughs> Delivery for uh, Agent Purple. Here you go. Sign here. <laughs> He back pizza. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to admit I, I look at some of these contents and I see necktie like, let oh, me that's interesting let you me put well, well I got the, I'll put these things in the chat so that you can see them I mean in the, the next um, to, it's when they're next to entries like Kalatu, Barada and then <laughs> yeah. necktie that you begin to worry that's why I'm lucky that I didn't get book with words because I I don't know that I could risk you know reading along. You just see and pretty soon. Um, there are those two lists. I put them in the Discord. Ooh. All I gotta say is thank you, Green Box Generator. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, um, it doesn't come into the game, but the necktie. It's cool. <laughs> the necktie. If you wear the necktie, uh, you can, when you defer your sanity loss onto a a bond, mm -hmm. um, you actually gain bond instead of lose it. Hmm. except that if you do it 
for five points. There it is. <laughs> that person disappears forever. Oh, shit. <laughs> but that doesn't come into our story. Don't, <laughs> don't fuck with that time. Didn't tie this double wins and not perfectly. You see something terrible and you just got to be like, do I like my brother that much? Like, uh, <laughs> Christmas was awkward. Uh, Not going to have next year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he voted for Ross Perot. <laughs> Ooh, 90s reference. Boom. <laughs> you know, I'd have voted for Ross Perot. But now, now that I look back on it, I'm thinking that's like Trump. Maybe I shouldn't have voted. Wouldn't have voted for. <laughs> Could have gotten ourselves in a horrible mess. Yep. So it sounds like we just pay a visit to this dude, kidnap him, torture him get a bunch of false intel out of him and then die. <laughs> well, the funnel then you have a relocating. Have <laughs> <laughs> we have to relocate every one of these green boxes. Yep. <clears throat> Don't That's think okay. about the plan I... too much. No, as an intelligence analyst, I'm excited to start going through these and finding them a new home that's much better organized. Okay. You think it's bad here? You should see what it's like in Kansas. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so um, Agent Purple is going to go back to the computer and continue doing what he's doing. Um, you see that he has probably drank five cups of coffee in the last, well, you're guessing quite a while because he's got a, he's got a sink full of uh, dirty coffee dishes uh, and he does seem a little bit red-eyed and uh, upset. He also very carefully closes that box back up uh, but leaves it sitting on the desk where it was. Um, he says, I don't know where you're gonna gonna have to you know, curl up on the floor and get a here's a bedroom but it's just one bedroom in this house. It's a shitty little house. What do you guys want to do? Let's take ships sleeping the sleeping in the car if we need to. Do you happen to have a city map, uh, Agent Purple? Um, sure. Yeah, he. Okay. In fact, what he's got is he's got a Thompson guide, which right. a Thompson guide is a big thick book that's got. You know, it's a grid layout of the entire city, all the streets, um, about 300 pages. If you don't mind, I'll take a print out of this list and start figuring out on the map where these are and kind okay. of comparing them to White Snake. You know, the exciting paperwork. Yeah. And you can see, of course, that they are all over the city, um, not just the city, but there's some in uh, Orange County. There's some in... Uh, um, there's at least one, I think, that was all the way in San Diego, Malibu, Viejo, 
they're not there's there's none of them that are like really close to each other uh and uh and purple says uh, we speculate there could be at least a dozen or so more that have never been recorded fucking delta green yeah is that um, I was just to say he probably wouldn't call it the cowboy era, but fucking cowboy era. At least they haven't made it out to San Bernardino. I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the box numbers that just have three sets of triple question marks don't inspire confidence. Um so it's now 1 30 or something in the morning yeah i imagine the bikers clubhouse is still happening at two o'clock in the morning yeah maybe it would take you this uh he said majeska canyon that'll take you an hour and a half to get to well that's four that's uh three that's kind of late even for bikers although if there are any left they're probably ship-faced well, it's probably better that we go when they're ship based. Yeah. Catch them off guard. Yeah, I think. Sleeping. I don't. I don't know, Roger, that we're going to make any headway on that list of an infinite number of boxes. I think we need to find out who's the brains behind these goons. Uh, agreed. Uh, stop the bleeding, and then we can begin the transplant, as it were. <laughs> Little joke. So are you all going to go? Are you going to some of you rest? Well, you tell me. I'm not going to get any sleep in this crummy house with this paranoid morning maniac and has got a magic knife. So I'm feeling somewhat adrenalized and I'm ready to head off to Cook's Corners. If anybody else wants to be rested so they're competent tomorrow, I don't think that's unreasonable. But I would like at least some muscle. I'll, I'll go with you to Cook's Corner, but I would also suggest someone stays here. We need someone to be watching the item and the paranoid bastard as well. Oh, I, I'm happy to stay. I'm not a, a combat individual. Uh, sorry, Agent Seamus. I was going to say the same thing. I don't mind babysitting if need be. But I do, I do know at least how to know, know my way around a gun. So if you need someone with a bit of, bit of force, then I can uh, point my little friend in the right direction. And Clinton? Oh, uh, I'll go with you. I'm useless with reading. Okay, so Roger, you're going to stay. The rest of you are going to go. All right. So, fortunately, the highways this time of night are probably at their least um, least busy. Um, you're you're all from kind of the area, so you're not like surprised that there is still traffic out at three a.m. Uh, you drive down the five into Orange County. Uh, you take the five down towards the end. You get to the um, like Irvine Park, and you follow the road up into the hills. Um, Majeska Canyon is where very wealthy people build their houses in 
you know, it's a it's a tight little valley, a little tight canyon. So they've got all these little houses up on the cliffs and so forth. It's very pretty. Um, uh, it also uh, catches fire every few years and burns all their homes out, and then they just rebuild uh, that kind of place. Um, you pass the uh, the bird sanctuary, and uh, you come out onto I think Santiago Canyon Road. And Cook's Corners is a fairly old, fairly famous biker bar uh, that's there. Um, there's nothing else around it. And uh, as you are carefully, well, how do you want to approach? You can drive by it. You can come back. You can see what the. I think doing a drive by, drive by be a sensible idea because then we can okay. get the lay of the land. Just make sure that it doesn't look obvious that we're casing the joint. Okay. Yeah, we can just drive up slowly and then, but still move forward and just kind of observe it. Okay. So as before, you quite get there. You do start to pass motorcycles going in the opposite direction. You know, one here, one there. So it's a biker park. Um. Uh, you can do a, a what is it, alertness. Or spot hidden. What is it? It's not spot hidden. Um, alert. Yeah. I have a regular only for alert. Well, you might see as you're driving uh, somebody with a couple of people like with white snake jackets going in the opposite direction on their big Harleys, big Harley Davidson motorcycles. Uh, and these uh, are, these are solo riders, or do they have ladies on the back? No, they're solo in this case. So as you uh, as you start casing the joint, when you get there, there are only three bikes out in the front, uh -huh. and uh, you're pretty sure that the bar will be closing at some point very shortly. As you've arrived, I'll say just just slightly before three a.m. Um, you see three people come out, uh, four people come out, uh, three guys and a girl, and they uh, they're laughing. They're obviously a little drunk, um, and they're all sort of attempting to get on their their bikes. One of them has a girl. You know, writer, right? Um, but the one who looks drunkest is having the most trouble, sort of getting himself on. They all say their goodbyes, and the guy and the girl leave. The second guy leaves, and the third guy is left there, taking his time getting onto his bike and getting himself steady. So there's probably a bartender inside with a shotgun, could be a couple. I would so assume could... there's more people inside. Right. I mean, there aren't a lot of vehicles. to. There's there's only a car, a black uh, car in the back, which you think that's probably the, the bartender, owner, whatever. So if we just follow the Lush home, we might be able to confuse some information out of him. Should we nope. follow him home or just grab him and put him in the car? Yeah, I agree Let's... with that. Which one? The first one or the second one? The second one. I say we just grab him, 
part of me is more from the uh, more of the opinion let him do the work for us he might get into an accident if he's pretty drunk driving then we're right on hand to pick him up as concerned <laughs> citizens. We are we are good Samaritans that just happen to be passing by that could pick him up. In that That's case, true. we can create the accident. I think we he can... might have to do that himself in this state. Yeah. I just don't want to deal with the a, a retired biker bar owner with a shotgun and an unlicensed 45 in his glove compartment. The Majeska Canyon is pretty much deserted. Everybody's yeah. in bed. It's very quiet, very dark, no street lights. We're pretty much in the mountains. Yeah. I mean, the other thing we could do is grab him and throw him in a car, and then somebody else could ride his motorcycle away, and the bartender wouldn't think anything of it. I can drive about him going home that way to it a would... wife and kid. Yeah, that way nothing's left behind. We can do that. That seems more reasonable. We can also even have his bike and check it, see if there's anything on there that we can details. Okay. Is that what you're going to do? That's what we're going to do. All right. So you park your car. You guys get out. Um, your car makes noise on the gravel as the wheels, you know, hit the gravel part. Um, the biker doesn't notice. He's fiddling with his uh, keychain, trying to find a key. Do motorcycles have keys? Yes. Yeah, okay. So he's looking through his keychain like that and sort of leaning against the bike. Uh, you guys are able to walk right up to him. Uh, you're kind of behind him. He's facing. He's actually facing towards the bar uh, as he's standing there. Uh, what do you guys want to do? I say Describe just... it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so who's driving? who's driving the vehicle? I'll drive. Okay. So oh, you mean the, the car or the or the bike? Uh the car first. Yeah. You're driving. Okay. Um Agent Seamus, do you know how to drive a bike? I think I know my way around one. I feel like you can do a lot of things. <laughs> so you're very reliable. <laughs> So, There's a reason why they might call me Jack is my middle name. <laughs> All right. So we roll up on him behind. You said he doesn't notice the noise of us rolling up. Um, he's a little too drunk. Yeah, he's a little too drunk. We can say Seamus was in the passenger front seat and I was in the back seat. Yeah. Um, as soon as Agent Harper turned in, we opened the door quickly. I walked up. We walked up close enough where it only took two to three steps. I grabbed him immediately. I take him in with myself, falling into the pet, the back seat. Seamus closes the front door and the back door, and he hops into the motorcycle, and then we just take off smoothly. Okay. So what? What? What's kind of funny about this? He's so drunk that he's not quite sure what's happening. Um, he doesn't call out. Uh, he sort of. As you, you know, he he offers no resistance as you pull him back. He sort of looks up into your face like, well, who the hell are you? I don't know who you are. Uh, and you've pushed him into the car and he's like, ah, hey, what what's going on? Um, and you close the doors and Agent Seamus hops on the bike. Um, you figure out which key. It's kind of obvious if you look at the keys. Um and off you go into the night. 
uh, where are you going to go? Convenient. Go ahead. No, go for it. You're driving. You lead us away. Uh, you know, convenient dark side road where noises will not be evident to rich residents. Okay. There are a lot of little uh, uh, partly paved dirt roads that go up into the hills. Um, some of them, of course, have homes, uh, but some of them just lead out to loops that loop around and come right back again. Uh, but once you are up there, uh, there's moments that you can sort of see Orange County laid out in the distance, the, 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 the fairy tale lights shining up from the city. But when you're in between these hills, it's pitch black. And there are a lot of trees. It's yeah, some well-treated arroyo, I think, is the right place. Some big old eucalyptus trees and things like that that are growing up here. Yeah, that's what you find. Not a problem. Meanwhile, the guy has uh, fallen asleep in the back seat. Nice. <laughs> How are we going to sober this bastard up enough that he's useful to us? Lots and lots of ground coffee. Just a, some cold water. Maybe we, would um, to, we would need to find water. We would need a location that has all that. We can't there just is, show up somewhere. There is a little stream that runs through the canyon. I yeah, love ice the water. <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, nodding off in a warm car outside the bar and then waking up with your hands bound in a cold stream is going to be quite invigorating to his reptile brain. And we don't really want him to remember anything or think things through. We just want him to spill the beans if he knows anything. And I guess we're going to start with, how did you know about the knife? And if that doesn't seem to mean anything to him, then we'll have to reconsider. At the end of this conversation, is he, you know, or do we let him go? Oh well, we're well. We haven't had the conversation yet. Um, yeah, we, um, he's he's planning ahead. I imagine we can leave him up here oh, in I his condition, and he's not going to be able to tell anybody anything. We can mm. always just take off his clothes, leave him really just confused, and you know that way his questions are or when he speaks to other people. He really wouldn't know what's going on. Although I guess, Glenton, to your question, it depends on what he has to say. But we keep headlights in his eyes, and you know he's not going to be able to recognize us from Adam. Yeah. If you uh, if you take him down to the the stream, uh, you can't. You won't have your headlights because you'll be leaving the road mm. and, and climbing down the the embankment. Hmm. We can shine a flashlight in his eyes, I guess. Yeah. It's still, it's going to be mostly dark anyway. Um, not only because it's probably a fairly dark night, but because the trees all around block the, the moonlight, if there is any, unless it was right overhead, which it's not. All right. So 
they drag him out of the car. He's barely co- coherent. Uh, poor guy might have easily crashed his motorcycle on the way home uh, at, at this point. Uh, somehow he's managed to survive, though, not crashing his motorcycle for for a while. Um, you take him down uh, to rocks and things like that. The stream this time of year, there's not much to it. Maybe, uh, you know, half a foot of water at the most. Um, lots of round, smooth rocks. Um, the sound of it uh, kind of covers up uh, you know, a lot of noise, though screams won't be covered up. Well, it could echo pretty far. It's unpredictable. All right. Mm-hmm. So how do you proceed? You've got him down there. You're going to plunge him into the water. Give him a Delta Green baptism. <laughs> yeah. Look, quick, quick rope around the wrists. And we can even, you know, improve that. I assume he's wearing a leather jacket. Yeah. We can pull that halfway down his biceps so that he's even more useless. Give him a, yeah. Give All him right. a douse, shine a flashlight in his face and say, how did you know about the knife? What? What? Oh, my. Uh, oh, ah, shit, that's cold. That's cold. What the fuck? Uh, why? Why am I tied up? What? What's going on? Are you cops? We're we're a little worse than cops. Tell us about the knife. What? What? What are you talking about? What knife? I I I I, did, I don't what, what knife? The one that I stabbed uh, Mikey with, or or what? What knife? The it's knife from the storage unit. Knife from the what the hell are you talking about? The knife from the storage unit. Right. Tell us about the bad night in Bell Gardens and the guys who didn't get out. Bell Gardens. Bell Gardens. That's uh that's where Rocco got killed, yeah? Some sort of raid? Yeah. So Rocco got killed because of a knife. You don't know about that? Uh, Yeah, some other gang, maybe? I don't know. I wasn't there. What were you? Uh, I, that was the days ago. I don't remember that. Uh, I heard about it, though. Who'd what you hear from? I heard it from Stinky Michael. You know, uh, Stinky with the one eye. What, what the hell? find Stinky with the one eye? I, I don't know. I He's around. What are you guys doing? What do you want? We want to know where you guys got a particular knife that you guys took from us. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 I don't know what you're saying. It doesn't make no sense. What are you saying? Who knife? Been... I got a knife. If you want a knife. Rocco has been talking to somebody outside the gang. What do you know about that? I have no idea. What do you mean talking to somebody? Getting information from somebody Rocco's, else. Rocco's dead. Before that, he was talking to somebody outside the gang. You never, he never said anything about that? I don't know. He probably talks to people outside the gang all the time. You're not in the gang. I'm talking to you. Well, Rocco told us about you. That's how we found you. 
Rocco wouldn't wouldn't say anything about me to you. How, who the hell are you? He told us you had a particular knife. That you found a particular knife. I got a knife. If you want my knife? Just take my knife. Describe the knife that you have. Where are my clothes? Fuck. What the hell are you going to do to me? I'm. I'm... We're not going to do anything. Can I try a human role to see if I have any idea how to make this derive any useful information from him? Or realize that he's told us more than he knows already? Uh, 18, so regular Delta Green success for 55. Well, 16. He seems confused. He seems drunk. He seems shocked. Um, you can't really tell if he knows something or not. Either he's been told not to say anything, or he's telling the truth, or he still doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm going to try. You have messed up with the disciples of the worm, kid. Is that who you are? Is that your gang? We uh, were affiliated, let's say. Shit. Look, I know the way these things go. You don't need to make an example of me. I'll tell them to, to... Watch out for you. Boys. This guy doesn't know shit. Well, he... Uh, watch out for what exactly? I, I assume we know his name because he had a driver's license on him. Imagine we went over his stuff in the car. Yeah, the it's, probably, it's probably something lame. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> His, Maynard, his, his Maynard, legal name is Maynard. Yeah. Maynard yeah. Judge or Judley. <laughs> yeah. Goes by Deathstalker. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. He he starts crying. Uh, don't oh. don't don't kill me. Don't don't. I I I don't know what you're talking about. I, I I'll tell him that there's a new rival gang in town that, that you're gonna that you want your cut. Who are you gonna tell? Whoever they put in charge now, Rocco's right hand man or something. I don't know. You don't know who's uh, in charge since Rocco got it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I heard you know ru- some things going around the bar tonight. Uh, 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 it might be Shell, or it might be, uh, uh, you know, it could be even be Backpack. I don't know. Or Tony. I don't know. Any one of them. Uh, I'll have to fight it out. Be, uh, yeah. Calm down, Maynard. I don't even know what you look like. I, I haven't seen your faces. He closes his eyes really tight. I haven't seen your faces. I don't know who you are. Hmm. Please, dudes, just let me go. Just let me go. 
should we come to like so i try to pull everybody away we have one person still holding him or like around him and we yeah. just kind of conclude what would be our collective consensus should we escalate the situation more to see if he's really lying or just believe what he has to say now all i can tell is that disciple of the worm made more sense to him than anything about the knife or anything else so there is a connection so we've verified purple's hypothesis but without anything more concrete that doesn't give us a lot Should i'd like more to aggressive i'd like to unlock the one piece of information this numbnut still has in his rotted skull i just don't know what that is this guy's a wimp if he had anything to say he would have said it i mean i'm I'm pretty sure his mom's going to have to wash those jeans twice. Um, yeah, you can probably smell that by then. So we go back. Uh, obviously, he's the only, there's no reason to do him any harm. If we leave him here, the only, the biggest risk to him right now is that he won't be able to get his shit together and not be hospitalized at least for hypothermia with wet jeans in the mountains um so we might need to help him back on his bike is there anything we want to get out of him before we leave him somewhere near his motorcycle i just want a contact point for the worm the water's cold but the temperature tonight's probably 70. Mm. Um, he's not going to freeze to death this is California. <laughs> and we can leave him how we found him, too. He already thinks it's a rival gang anyways. So. Yeah. This might have been a bust. Again, a verified hypothesis. He's heard of the disciples of the worm. That's something. All right. So let's say I just walk up to him. I take out my gun. I put my gun behind his kneecap since let's say he's laying down into the water and ask him one last time if he knows anything. Oh, Dinga, don't, 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 don't shoot my arm. Please, no, no, please shoot, shoot me something that I don't need. Uh, to, well, what, what? you technically don't need anything because you don't know anything. So I might as well just kill you here and now. Uh, I'll join your club. I'll join your, I'll join your, your, your call, your club. Yeah, we don't need anybody like you. <laughs> so just tell us what you know about Rocco and the situation when he died. Uh, and be I, very, I, very specific. I, I was just told that there was there was, you know, a bunch of the, the place got surrounded and and there was a gunfight and Rocco got hit. And uh and I mean, I don't really know. I wasn't there, but uh, where were you? I, I don't know. I was maybe out with uh, Cheryl or or Debbie. Uh, I, I was just I wasn't there. I was somewhere else. I don't remember. I remember where I was when I found out, and that was up at Coke Cook's Corners. Cook's Corner. Who was but, at Cook's Corner right now? 
when you left. Do you remember Jesus, that? At least Jesus, like eighteen people were there tonight. We only saw three leave. Is everybody else still there? No, we were the last ones. Other than Freddie, the bartender. And I look at everybody else in the back. Are we okay with that? Please don't kill me. All right. This guy, this guy doesn't know shit. <laughs> I'll do right. anything you want. Just don't kill me. Please don't kill me. It's I your got lucky, too much to live for. <laughs> it's your lucky night, Maynard. Here's what we want you to do. I want we to be a good boy and go to church on Sunday. I go to church every Sunday, though. <laughs> 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 I go to church. Uh, All right. Just... So we're going to, what we want you to do now is hold your breath, put your, put your face into the water. And then as soon as he does that, we'll walk away. Okay. And then do we decide to go to his corner or go meet with Agent Purple? Well, that's now we've got uh, another consideration. Because if Rocco died in the shootout, because they were surrounded, and there were only three Delta Greed agents, then they weren't surrounded, and two of them died. And yeah. we left Purple behind with the artifact and purple doesn't know that rocco died he just left he said he said he said the blade hasn't drunk but he thinks it wants to taste blood uh what where does he get that information uh, i think it's i think we have a long conversation i'm gonna call agent roger Okay, well, before I, you do that, let's jump back to Agent Roger. Uh, all right, Agent Roger, the other, they all leave. We're jumping back in time. Yep. yep. Uh, they all leave. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, you were going to go through all of this, this list of things. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, doing the exciting paperwork of mapping them out, uh, making notes on what cell was where. Uh, he's kind of working out this, like, oh, if F cell was there, we should, you know, numer. Uh, yeah, go kind of out from there alphabetically yeah. and escalate. So yeah, he's drawing all these analytical maps uh, in a kind of that side room. So a few of the things that you notice um, is that F-Cell must have been quite a while ago or F-Cell must have been up to some fairly covert things because they only appear once on the list. Um. Mm -hmm. However, P-Cell appears quite a few times. Um, so P-Cell's been active in this area for a long time. Um, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. It looks like wherever they might be doing something, they, they set up a, a green box and then half the time don't finish the paperwork afterwards <laughs> and uh, just leave you know, deadly artifacts in, in cells. Um, Far for the course for many of these operations. You got to get out of town. But, you know, you can find the closest ones. Now, I didn't mark them on here, so I don't know which ones uh, you would be. Uh, if you talk to uh, Purple, he's just going to respond, you know, there's, what's the point? 
I mean, you're not going to know whether something's missing or not unless, you know, a cell actually has paperwork. No, no, no. We'll we'll make the we'll have to do the research as we uh, rehome these and uh, kind of figure out what what is there at the given time. Um, I, I think we have a new system we can start cataloging. It's all very exciting. Hmm. Do you drink, Agent uh, Roger? <laughs> I've been known to dabble in a bit of the old alcohol once in a uh. while. I'm I'm really beat, but I could sure use a drink. You wanna? There's a drugstore down the street. You wanna go get some uh, something? Hmm. Uh, sure. What What do you drink? Oh, we can walk. Hmm. Sure. Um. He's kind of given the look at, at purple. Is purple seem? Like he's sweating. Like is he? He's obviously been drinking a lot of coffee. He's exhausted. He seems like what you'd kind of expect him to be. Uh, like he's been fretting and fuming all day long, and now they've brought in other people, and maybe he's trying to be friendly at this point. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get a drink. Talk on the way. Yeah. All right. So he locks up. Um, he takes the box with the knife and he puts it on the top shelf of the closet. Um, he says, I figure, you know, nobody's going to find it there. Of course, it's a secure location. Um, wait, and, let's put a jacket on top of it. Yeah. I mean, it's a million to one that anybody could ever find it unless we were searching <laughs> the whole building. And uh, he locks the door up behind you. And he says, they won't be back probably for hours. Oh, he just, he's sort of, he's quiet. And you guys start walking. The only sound you hear for a while is the sound of your, your feet on the gravel, you know, as you're walking down the street on the cement. Um, there is indeed a 7-Eleven down the street. Uh, you go inside. And uh, they are still selling liquor uh, this time of night. Um, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. I'm happy to peel off a couple 20s, get him probably more than he would initially order. You think, what, Jack Daniels? Or... Uh, absolutely, yes. Um, mm-hmm. As you're walking, you've got that. You're walking back. He says, you know, one of the perks, uh, I don't know what, what level your uh your previous cells have been but you know we've got it pretty good la's la's got a lot of money in our mm -hmm. the delta green here has a lot of you know they distribute a lot of stuff. they make make our lives pretty good i had lobster the other day they're not uh wow uh, i love i love sushi i love sushi so much um and at our level you know we can get we can get Delta Green to we can put it on our expense account, so that's kind of nice. Um, but you know, who do you uh, expense account? You don't have an expense account, yeah. You're not high enough level yet. I guess I'm not. Who's who's yeah. that through? 
Well, what you, I mean, what do you got to do to get to that level? I well, yeah, I think you got to have years of experience. We've been functioning out of the middle of LA for 10, 15 years now. Um, we've seen some really weird shit. Mm-hmm. And we've had some good times, oddly enough. I'll admit that has not been my experience, but uh... I remember. Uh, I remember this sort of madcap adventure we went on where uh, there were some friendlies. And in order to cover up what we were going to do, agent, uh, one of the agents uh, had to dress up in a tux and go with one of the friendlies to a, a prom. That's so ridiculous, uh, but uh, kind of funny. Uh, we uh, we've looked into satanic cults and uh, things like that. You know, things mm-hmm. that uh, turned out to be just bullshit. Nothing. Uh, there was a fucking serial killer. We thought it was really going to be something preternatural, and it just ended up being a serial killer. But we brought that fucker to justice and uh, took care of him. You know that there's like 25 serial killers running around every minute in the United States? Yeah, that's not something you really want to be talking about at 3 in the morning on the way back from uh, 7-Eleven. He's asleep. Nobody's here. Oh, uh, no, it's more of for my <laughs> little joke. Take a, take a swing. Oh, ha, 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 I'm sure you've seen some weird shit. Have you seen some weird shit? Tell me what you said. Oh, sure, sure. What's yeah, no, the weirdest? no. Oh, the weirdest, the weirdest. Um, You know Mary Poppins? Yeah, the movie or the... Yeah, yeah, she had that, uh, the bag, right? And you, mm. like, she pulls out, like, what, a lamppost and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I saw a guy pull a full on uh train set in box out of the side of this guy. I don't know. He had like a, a Santa's portal or something in him. It was wild. No shit. Yeah. That's really weird. God damn, there's some weird shit. Yeah. Wasn't even really good stuff either. I mean, we burned it all. Not the body. We kept the body. It's somewhere out there. Yeah. Did you ever hear of uh, the uh, the noble and benevolent order of Our Lady of the Rainbow? N- no. <laughs> no. The Lady of the Rainbow. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking nuts. Um like a geez, that was, Floyd sort of thing. Was, or? Well, it was supposed to be like a, a health club, uh, you know, uh, health mm-hmm, and welfare, mm-hmm. that sort of new age, new age bullshit. Um, we got rumors that something weird was going on there, and we got involved in that this was year years ago. And uh mm-hmm. uh well, you know. I'm feeling kind of loose with my tongue right now, but uh, you know, and I don't know what you know and what you've come across and what you know, uh, but I've there seen is everything, some, you know, well, there's this thing, this nature spirit thing 
Um, it goes by a number of names, the great mother, the black goat. Um, I think it's sometimes is called Shabnaguroth. So this cult was kind of like a cult of that. Mm-hmm. And they had some crazy ass shit. Uh, it's like I've never seen a tree walk, but I've seen trees walk. Dang. Giant eating trees. Where'd you put that stuff from that one? Oh. <laughs> um that was that was there was no real collateral from that. We just had to get rid of that cult. So we uh put them all down. At least all the ones we think we put down. Oh, and there was this there was this other group, this Satanist group that were uh, catching people's pets. And we also think homeless people, and they were sacrificing him to, to what they thought was a god. Okay. Um, but it was this kind of like amoeba thing that was living in the sewer. You know. Uh, in L.A.? Yeah. It's, well, you know, yes. <laughs> up, near Griffith, up near Griffith Park. Did you, you get the, anything yes. out of that? What? I don't think so. Uh, we blew the place up, you know. We Lord. We wiped out the we we think we killed it. Um, we certainly sealed it up, but we think we killed it. Mm-hmm. Um anyways, I'm getting well, let's just get back. Let's drink yeah. some. And the more uh, he gives you guys get back. He drinks a little bit too much. He begins to, you know, ultimately slur his words a little bit. Um, yeah, I want drops... to kind of keep pushing him towards maybe overdoing it a bit because at this point, I think I need to get on that computer because he's talking way too much. Yeah, he um, he drops a couple of other names, code names with P's, Petronius, and. Uh, Oh, uh, plumage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he doesn't really go into. He just accidentally, you know, drops them as if they were members yeah. of the team too. Mm-hmm. With him, yeah, the team that he was on. Uh, does can I get with this whole level thing? Does he talk about like who brought him into that? That's very oh. interesting. God, years ago. Yeah, he tells you kind of what, you know, your usual stories are, you know, that mm-hmm. you see something, you were a friend, you were, you know, then you became a friendly and then you yeah. got pulled okay. into it. Um, you can do a, a human role on him, though, yeah, too. Decent. Uh, 42 under 70. So. Okay. Um, He's definitely holding stuff back. Uh, he, when, when the names like Petronius come up, he seems more emotionally involved in that name. Uh, when he talks about Partridge and and Petrus, it's almost like he doesn't care. He felt, he felt like they were just maybe reckless and stupid and died because of it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
he also, you know, he tells you that it's it's hard. It's a hard, it's a hard life trying to deal with all this shit. Uh, he does seem emotionally drained and uh and all of that. But eventually his answers to your questions uh get further and far in between. There's long moments of silence, and you realize that he's falling asleep. Yeah, I'll tell him to, you know, I'll usher him into a side room so that I can have okay. the computer to myself. So he goes, he flops onto the bed without taking off his suit and falls asleep. You can hear him a minute later snoring. Oh, yeah, uh, so you... I should probably check on that knife real quick. Just, you yeah, know. It's still there. Lovely. Um, yeah, I'll start sitting down at the computer and he's going through these lists and trying to find out if... Uh, you know, we were getting part of the story. He's getting this impression like he's been doing this for a long time. Who better would know these sort of things? And there's that mark on the contents list that says level one P-cell that mm -hmm. he's now like, if he had a highlighter, that one is now underlined with a bullet. Um, You don't really find any information on levels, whatever he's talking about. You do... Mm -hmm you do get the strong impression that he's got, he's got other files in there. They're all um, locked, you know, with, with uh, passwords and yeah. so forth. Um, but you do see some of the other projects or the other uh, night, nights at the opera. Um, various, various names. The names don't lend anything to the, yeah. to what the thing is, but uh yeah, there's been quite a few of them. You can also see that uh, that he's got marked some of the the names of the of the green boxes that are on the list um, that that their cells were, you know, involved with. Yeah. Uh, his record keeping seems to be pretty good, uh, and it looks like what he's been working on all day and night is literally going in and forging um, coroners' reports and things like that to cover up who uh, Partridge and Petros were. Uh, so he's doing that. Um, Want to do anything else? I mean, you get in there and you start doing your work. You can easily. Yeah, I have a little bit of computer science. Uh, I think he's going to start kind of doing rudimentary, trying to force the password on these or okay. kind of think like uh oh, trona yes or something <laughs> right um oh go ahead and do we don't yeah do a luck roll uh oh six okay once well, it's regular uh yeah you don't you can't get through his codes um, <laughs> now you get the impression that they've been in this headquarters for a bit of time. Okay. You know, it looks lived in, lived in. Um, did you want to do anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, he's, I, he's dead out. You can hear yeah, him snoring. That's good. Cause I'm going to move the knife, um, somewhere else. Uh, okay. I think Harper and I are of the same mind when he starts talking about it wants blood. I'd like him to not have access to that immediately anymore. Okay. 
So that's easy enough to do. You can hide it in the kitchen or, <laughs> you know. Put it in the knife block. Yeah. <laughs> do you do any other looking around? Uh, Yeah. I, now I'm curious about this. I want to see what kind of relics these others left because I'm this whole cell seems messed up and wrong. I, okay. I want to see if there's records of these other members. Okay. Um, yeah, DG's pretty good. They cover their tracks. You don't find any any information about any of the other members. Um, do you look around at all? Yeah, I think he can kind of look around the kitchen. He's looking at the normal hiding spots. I mean, he just hid it on a closet shelf, so he's obviously right. not that secure. So. so you don't find any other records uh, any other artifacts however on the top shelf in the kitchen kind of under the, the plates you find a small journal it uh it's a regular wire bound um notebook you know mm -hmm. uh and uh pages are yellowed it's been there for a while you pull it down and uh, you almost immediately realize that it is written by Agent uh, Petronius. Uh -huh. And it looks like it's um, 1983. And uh, it's completely filled with notes um, up until maybe five or six pages from the end of it. Uh, it'll take you some hours to go through it um but we'll say we'll just line this up supernaturally uh <laughs> as you are finishing it uh the others arrive back from where they were walk through the door so i did call into agent roger and he said yeah right uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working through a journal. Yeah, uh, purple's out. Um, there's something wrong with this whole peace hell thing. Like it's yeah, get here and we'll go over it. But uh, Roger, Roger, add up. <laughs> All right, so uh, I will let you look at this. And it, it, I didn't. I sometimes when I do these things, I write out the whole journal. In this case, I just I left it so that you're telling them what's in the journal. Let's see. This is an old, yellowed, somewhat ragged-looking spiral-bound notebook, and on the cover is written P-Cell War Journal, 1983, so about seven years back. Within our many pages dated from January to August of that year, in which an agent Petronius has made many entries, sometimes including little doodles and caricatures of other P-Cell members, including Agent Purple. Reading it, you notice that Petronius is sarcastic and snarky with a bitter sense of humor, describing the day-in, day-out interactions between the members of P-Cell as they worked out of a safe house in 1983. There are terse descriptions of Knights at the Opera. One uh, that February uh, was an operation against a New Age group called itself the Noble and Benevolent Order of the Lady of the Rainbow, which out, uh, which turned out to be a Shub Nigarath cult. There are notes about stakeouts and investigations of local New Age groups. It turned out to be just New Age groups, and investigations of bizarre local violent deaths that resulted in the apprehension of a mundane but still sandrainingly bizarre 
serial killer and the investigation of a group of Satanists who, as it turned out, were sacrificing neighborhood pets and possibly homeless people to something that may or may not have been a Shoggoth in a cave in a wooded area outside of town. Okay, killed the cultist, dynamite the cave. Typical procedure. Uh, they just hope they killed it. There are also hilarious, if uncomfortable, stories about doing little mundane favors for local friendlies towards prom date. Then there appears to be a long dry spell for most of the summer in which most of the investigations did not pan out directly, though the cell leader seemed to think there was something to be gained by what Petronius calls snipe hunts in the sewers. Last entry, though, is undated. It looks like the same handwriting, but rather unsteady. Just says over and over, uh-oh. They see all and wait between the walls, no outside, and they watch us and wait, and they're going to come for us. We hope Purple made it out. He seems to have a knack for it. My guess is this is it. Oh, boy. Purple is known to be the Ultima Ombre. Yeah. You know what's weird is he told me these exact stories uh, when we did our booze run. So you could have just written that now? No. Before we got here? He could have just read this. But it's seven years ago. But and it's another group of P agent P cell agents that he I, only survived. I'm not gonna I don't wanna cast dispersions upon a fellow agent, but are we sure purple's purple and sane? He does look like the caricature. Oh okay. Oh no, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> how how old is Agent Purple? What is he? What is purple his looks period? like he's purple looks like he's about 40, 43. Maybe yeah, he's man. just another P word. It's always possible he survived twice. Anonymous with coward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he keeps surviving, which is lucky, but also strange. I, I he doesn't seem stable at in the slightest or I mean, good at I don't know how many secrets. how many nights you spend at the opera but i've known a lot of delta green agents not to seem very stable the loud mouth part though is a little different um you said he was doctoring their uh the records at the morgue yes yes um uh, i can show you where they are on the computer yeah, I'll just stand behind you. I didn't ever, yeah, I don't. He is rather cleverly making it seem as if they have identities or they're not, they don't have identities, mm -hmm. so that nobody follows a line of questions. He's trying to cut off the questions before they, you know, it might yeah. not work, but it's kind of standard procedure if you're trying to. It at least muddies the trail. I'm wondering right. about what the causes of death are, if he's changing those. No, yeah. they're gunshot wounds. So, so the, we, we got the one goofball from the club, roughed him up a little bit. We might have chosen a better target, but the main thing that seemed important is that he said that at least as one-eyed... Stinky reported to him. 
Rocco's dead. They haven't chosen a new leader. And the way he heard the story was that the gang was surrounded like in a raid. And 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 uh somehow Rocco didn't make it out. So we have a gang of bikers who think they're outnumbered by three PSOL members, which is either some very good psyops or Stinky doesn't remember it right, but Rocco is picked off. And the kid did seem to recognize Disciples of the Worm. Hmm. But maybe Purple is a Disciple of the Worm. It just doesn't add up, right? Like, am I am I missing something? Like, and then what? Petronius is talking about something that sees all between the walls outside, and they yeah. watch us. Like, that would explain why they know everything. Like, kind of gesturing towards the computer. This this is probably the same shitty safe house that's been here for seven years. Yeah. Are there any personal effects around? Have you seen? I mean, you found the journal. Are there people's? Are there are there fake IDs? Are there shoes that wouldn't fit purple? There's the other. There's a closet that has does have clothes in it, and um, there are nightstands on either side of the bed. Maybe there's a dresser drawer too with clothes in it. Um, if Agent Rogers was looking around, um, yeah, but. Uh, it looks like three people could have been in this house, though they would have only somebody would have had to slept on the couch. You know, two of them could share the bed, but it would be crowded. It looks like at some point they grabbed this place because it was abandoned and have there made an, it there. Is there an attic or something? No basement. Well. The attic is probably a hole in the ceiling that's got storage space up above, and there's no basements. Are there basements anywhere in Cal in California? <laughs> I have one. You do? I, wow, I do. that's very I, rare. It is rare, yeah. I don't know about the rest of you, but I think we take all this stuff in purple and get the hell out of this place. I, I don't trust this safe house at all. Oops, you're there, there might still be a thing in the wall, you're thinking, or a thing looking through some outside space. I'm kind of thinking we take all the stuff and not take purple <laughs> and get in touch with uh, inconsequential and say, ask him what we can learn about the history of P-Cell, because it looks yeah. like the history of P-Cell is everybody dies except Purple, and then they find some more stuff. And, like, does he actually pass things up the chain? He said, this will be destroyed, but he didn't say, why don't you take it to a right. safe house? Right. And, oh, I'll point out as well as that. Uh, he was talking about something called Levels, and maybe that's just how they do it with P-Cell is that you have read-in clearance. I, I've never heard it referred to that way, but this level one green box, that's interesting. I, I think we might want to check whatever the heck that is out. So we take the journal, we take the knife, 
We leave Sleeping Beauty. Take the computer. Sure, throw that thing in the trunk. And Take the journal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to call it inconsequential or just act independently? And because he's what now? Four in the morning. We should just act independently. You can all hear him singing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we've checked on. You, yeah. The atmosphere in the room is has sufficient Daniels in it that I believe that he isn't just listening to us. <laughs> all right. I guess the question is, uh, what do we want to do with purple? Sounds like we're taking everything. And just leaving it behind. Do we want to do that? He knows. Uh, he knows what we stuff. look like. He has one phone number. I don't have a silencer, so... It would have to get real. Ugly. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm not assuming that he's malevolent. He might be disordered. Well, four agents have died around him. I think at least four P-cell agents have died in his immediate vicinity. I, you know, uh, this off-Broadway version of Five Angry Men, I'm not beyond a shadow of a doubt. Are you? I'm, I'm fine at this point. I, I'm trusting your guys' analysis uh, uh, towards him. If you say leave him, let's leave him. He'll sober up, and by that time, maybe we've made some progress. The, I'm perfectly fine with that, too. Yeah, the problem with that is that if he is a bad actor and he knows where there are other things in green boxes, then we're kind of just you know, he's going to burn all his phones. I mean, we could just time up. And take it with us just to make it safe. If that feels safe. You've got restraint equipment on us. <laughs> yeah, let's just haul out a uh, carpet, throw it in the back of the uh, the car, and let's go. As long as he can't, I don't know, extend a tongue with teeth on the end out of the I you know I don't if he's not if he's not fully human anymore then restraining I mean, him is not necessarily safe fair I didn't I did see him drink uh I didn't notice a worm but <laughs> no. I to be fair it wasn't looking it's late we kind of <laughs> we kind of torture harassed a guy earlier so I might be a little bit paranoid too you guys all are really tired and exhausted yeah. especially agent Seamus <laughs> <laughs> all right a long long day <laughs> you wouldn't all believe right. what he was up to before with the night of the opera but involved the undead oh dear all right so yep Cross are you guys going to move to another location then is that your idea or right wait till yep. morning or no, I think we're going to uh, look in the yellow pages, find a motel, <laughs> take the knife, the journal, the computer, anything else that seems important, and go yeah. and get a cap 45 minutes away so that we can report to Inconsequential and, in the meantime, 
purple is not going to go on a rampage with the bloodthirsty knife. Right? I mean, it's it's it seems like it seems like yeah, harm totally. mitigation. There there yeah. are literally hotels, motels everywhere. everywhere. Yes, Los Angeles. I'm a, I'm completely sure that he took down every license plate <laughs> at some point because he's paranoid. So we just have to park carefully and go. Well, you never saw him leave this room until he went with Agent Rogers and your car was gone. Fair enough. I just want to move far enough away to not feel yeah. right. like he's got a, you know, okay. a way to find us while we're asleep. Because I'd like to get some sleep and analyze this with a clear head. All right. So um, you uh, quietly uh, unplug the computer and um, it's going to take a couple of you to carry it out because it's a fucking old computer. Uh, uh, and uh, I can carry the monitor. Is that even going to fit in the trunk? <laughs> in the back seat. Seat. Uh, uh, you take the book and you take the knife and uh, the, the journal, I mean, the knife. Uh, you take the lists with you. You're pretty yeah. much cleaning him out except for his clothes, right? Oh, well, I would like to close too. Yeah, I'll find his uh, (laughs) car keys and let's see if we can take his car too, if he's got one. I assume he does. Yeah, there's a car there. All right. Um, So you take his car as well. Um, And as you uh, do the whole last episode of Mary Tyler Moore thing, where you turn around and you look back into the room and you close the door behind you as you walk out, he's still snoring away in the other room. And this is a good time to take a bio break. So you guys are, you guys have taken all of Agent Purple's things. Well, not all of his clothes and stuff, but you've taken all of the things that are important to Delta Green. And did you say you wanted to move like 45 minutes far away? I just want to feel like the motel is someplace he's not going to be able to canvas. He's going to wake up before we do. I anticipate. Okay. You know, his, 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 as soon as he stirs and realizes the house is still and he's made a mistake, he's good. And, and then he's been ransacked. I, I want to be far enough away that he doesn't find us when we're, I mean, I guess we could also try to post a watch, but it's late. It's LA. You could, if you if you drive for fifteen minutes, you're going to have passed, you know, thirty or forty yeah. different places. See, fine. As, yeah, as long as we have a plausible assessment and we're professionals, that he's not going to find us. He doesn't necessarily know what car we're in. We're not. We we took his car keys, but not his car. Is that right? Uh, I was going to take his down. whole car. Yeah. I mean, we can always just park it a few streets away. No, we I can mean, take his car. Gonna know? Yeah. Um, it's a good utility. You might yeah. need it. Who knows? Well, if we take right. his car, we can't leave at the motel. Yeah, well. yeah. Leave the car a few blocks away. I'll just walk to the hotel, motel, holiday, and whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can drive the car, and then you guys can go do the thing. And then I'll walk. Since I'm the security, I've got to make sure. So we'll say you are at the Holiday Inn. Um, and... Uh, 
in Maple Heights. Maple Heights. Okay, there's probably a Maple Heights. <laughs> Not All really right. four blocks, but all right. So you're there. Um, you've arrived, you've moved all your stuff into a room. You maybe there's five of you. Do you have maybe three rooms or two rooms or five rooms? If only you had an expense account. <laughs> We're not high enough uh, level for that. Uh, no, I think I think two rooms is good. We can get a cot or something. I could sleep on a radiator right now. It doesn't matter. I and I think the closer we are together, should there be trouble, the better we'll be. And, and before I turn in, I'd like to finish up the body cover up, unless somebody has anything they want to do with those bodies. I don't know if we want to investigate them, but I, I've i got a decent amount of paperwork shoving. I could probably finish the work that he started. Yeah, he almost had it all done. Yeah, so, if you want to put a bow on that, that's excellent, because yeah. we don't want a secondary investigation getting on top of us. And we right. don't even know, you know. So we'll say you arrive at your new location about 5 a.m., Um the sun's not coming up yet, but the sky is lightening towards the east, you know, kind of a dull gray. Uh, what do you want to do now that you're here? You've, we'll assume that you've taken the stuff out of the car and parked in. You know, I want to, I want to have a, a very short, very intense sleep and then reassess. Four hours and my Casio alarm on my, watch just so okay. i can check things out after i'm not totally exhausted okay so you guys are going to go to bed go to sleep uh you find that you're exhausted um a night of running around and torturing people has kind of worn you out um uh you without any difficulty at all you all fall straight to sleep about 7 30 a.m whoever has the cell phone or the burner phone it starts ringing off the hook it starts ringing i guess he woke up um i'm gonna i'm i imagine that this motel is going to have a sort of external walkways so i'm going to step out of the room quietly so that i you know people might be able to sleep for it yeah you rang what the fuck this is um this is inconsequential uh what the hell where are you i got a call from purple just a few minutes ago he's he's absolutely out of his mind that's exactly right inconsequential he's out of his mind we don't have complete data. We responded, I think, appropriately. What did he tell you happened? Uh, he said that you guys have absconded with all of the Delta Green stuff. That's more or less correct. So inconsequential, here's what we have in brief. <clears throat> uh, you should check into, if you can, anything about the history of P-Cell, because what appears to us as a group in consideration to be the case is that purple keeps being the sole survivor 
of recovery events regarding dangerous artifacts, point A. Point B, he seems to have lied about the latest interaction with the White Snake Gang, and his explanations for the death of his comrades are troublesome. Uh, he was in possession of an artifact that he described as wanting to consume human blood, but he told us he didn't think it had, but he didn't explain why he thought it wanted that. Uh, Agent, Agent Harper. Yeah. What makes you think that I don't know all about P-Cell? Well, you didn't tell us all about P-Cell, so... Well, there's things that are confidential. We don't go around telling everybody what all the other cells are up to or doing. Uh, I mean, we knew that he lost members in the last one. But, you know, somebody has to survive. Somebody has to get away and tell us what the hell's going on. If you all die, how good is that to us? Yeah, if it's always the same guy who survives, is there a concern about Look, that? They have... They have consistently, over the course of years, been able to track down artifacts and bring them back to us. Uh, in the last three years, they've turned in uh, like seven or eight different artifacts that they've that they've gotten from cults and and things like that. Uh, yeah. We've we've been surprised at how well they've been doing. Uh, we've uh, you've been surprised, but you haven't been curious about the structure of that secret investigation. Well, it's Los Angeles. There's lots of shit going on in Los Angeles. Um, right. I mean, there's just as many times that they've had to uh, decline uh, to act because um, of various reasons. So, you know, we have a, they call it a code blue. They're they're either not able to track down something or they're not not willing to go on that particular opera because they're tired, they're exhausted from the previous opera and, and so forth. They've they work on their mental health and everything. They they try to stay stable. Um Agent Purple's mental health is not what I would call stable. Well, he just lost a couple of agents. He did. Uh, he, he didn't and stop a, working. A couple of he did drink a couple of pots of coffee, and then he drank a, most of a bottle of Jack Daniels, and he talked a lot. So we determined that he just wasn't safe at the moment. Nothing has been lost. It's all in Delta Green's hands. If he's pissed off, that's all well and good. How does P level or P? How does how do the P's get staffed? How does he choose the other P's he works with? Oh, he doesn't he choose them. We choose them. We put them. Wow. I mean, you could say that you guys are possibly in line for P-Cell. Depends on how you do, but you take all of his shit and run off with it. What's he supposed to think now? You guys are obviously working with the the White Snakes or you're, you know, with uh, some other group. Uh, he's freaked out. He's He can't find his car. He says, you took his car. Why'd you take his car? We were... We were prioritizing, we were, we were mitigating harm. The man is not frank with Delta Green about how agents are lost. Now, imagine this. 
They're very successful at retrieving artifacts because one of them has a talent or an artifact or something that he can exchange, say, human lives for to guarantee success. Because if he keeps losing his partners but bringing back artifacts, that's, from an intelligence standpoint, that's a trend that's worthy of note. I thought I made it clear that your mission was to figure out how the white snakes are getting artifacts out of a green box. Did you even go to the green box? Yeah, we went to the green box. And? The infiltration was minimal. It could easily have been an agent who knew where it was, who had a key to a lock, who went inside and retrieved a single object, which would be consistent with what we found at Purple Safe House. The lock wasn't forced. Things weren't knocked over. It was it was a tidy little operation. Look, look. And he's got a computer. Do you know where he gets his information about where there are green boxes? He has a database on a computer, and he's printing out lists of things with different cells. Like, where's the data from? It's on a and higher level than you. He has more access than you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's got to be more access for, for people who have more experience. The man has years of experience in this. How old is Agent Purple? In his 40s, maybe. So, I mean, how many years could he possibly have of experience in Delta Green? He didn't get brought in as a friendly at 12. No, but I can't divulge that information. Well, That's... I'm not asking you for the data. I'm pointing out rhetorically that the guy was suspicious as all hell. We made sure that we cleaned things up. We didn't do him any harm. We can turn over all of what we took and you can all hand right, it all right. back stop, to stop, 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 stop. You know, I have to deal with you fucking agents all the time and you're all fucking paranoid. Have you, you ever watched a human head scream inside a jar full of liquid silently because it makes I, you a little I'm paranoid not, i'm i'm not at liberty to discuss the things that i've seen um i i can almost guarantee that agent purple has seen more than you have um look we need to fix this problem because okay you don't trust him fine i don't care if if agents don't trust each other uh I think I think that you need to call him and you need to tell him that for security reasons you've moved the, 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 the headquarters and you need to pull him back into the loop. Uh and and if you want to watch him, that's fine. But I have no reason to believe that a that a, a, a trusted agent, I mean, he might be a little hard to get along with and he might be a little, you know, manic, but he's a, he's a go-getter. His, 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 you know, uh, his reputation is exemplary. Uh, Which is, you know, he's not going to get a lot of criticism from his coworkers when none of them survive an operation. Do you it know happens more about, often than you think. Do what do you know about the the loss of Agent Petronius? Um, 
I'm 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 not at liberty to speak about uh, other cases. Um, but Thelonious, yeah. before he died, left a journal, and he was talking about thing something watching from within the walls, something watching from outside. Look, if I could discuss previous operas, I'm not sure that I should. Um, look, um, I mean, he's not the first person to be the only survivor of a mission. And the fact that he's been uh, the, the only survivor of two missions, but there were so many other missions in between, you know, and we're seven or eight missions uh, after that with the new agents and they did really well uh look if your directive to us is to recontact purple and try to make this nice i i will accept that directive i'll bring it to the others i would like you to consider in, in turn our concern and maybe pass up just the artifact that he retrieved and the journal of Petronius so that you have the art can analyze it. Do you yeah. have the artifact? Yeah. Why don't you establish another green box? Uh, I mean, it can be small, temporary, and we will send a B team to come and retrieve the object. I, I'm, I'm fully on board for that. I'll, uh, I'll give you coordinates at this number when we've established it. And we'll right. get in touch with Purple. All right. If you he, he's gonna freak out. He uh, but yeah. um all right. And you know that as far as this uh you know he's he's got some perks lined up. They've done a lot of work. Uh I mean he's got some clout, so well, try to be not... careful. I was not aware there were perquisites involved in this situation. We, we see, don't tell all of the cells that all of the cells are not equal. Um, but like I say, you're on this mission with him. You'll be. Which he was not happy about. Uh, no, he's way. never happy about that sort of stuff. But you will, you will be as ca candidates possibly for replacing that missing piece out. And uh not sure that being moved into peace cell with Agent Purple is what I call a safe move career-wise. Not really your decision to decide those sort of things. We'll 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 take care of that. Look, watch him all you want. Keep me informed. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um keep me informed. Like, so. All right, I'm going to go back and put on a couple of pots of motel coffee to tell the gang the good news. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like taking notes while he was talking. Uh, you know, I don't know. Did you? He was inconsequential. Is pretty persuasive, I guess but also didn't seem really concerned about anything I brought up. 
And here we are. Now, setting up a new green box, only informing inconsequential and getting things moved up to a higher cell, I think is pretty sound. Other than that, what do you want to do? So we have to bring Agent Purple back in. That's the directive. Just because he has some fucking political, like, state. I didn't even know there was politics. I thought it was Alphonse and then the rest of us idiots. Hmm. Like, what the fuck, man? I well, mean, we don't have to bring him in immediately if we wanted to maybe check out one of the other boxes. What do you mean? Well, I mean, there's that level one box. Maybe we check that out, then go pick him up. Maybe that'll shed some light. It's um, You said he's, I don't know, who gets that lucky? He's He told me that he has had good times. Has that been your experience? Good times? No. Is this like an L.A. versus San Diego thing? Because this has been a shit show from like the whole time. This is. Good times in Delta Green, he said. Yeah, he was like, oh, this sometimes bad. But then he's like talking about this and he's like. It's almost like he's a, a like a living in a movie where it's like, oh, we went on a prom date and it was a joke. Like, ha ha ha. ha. What? I didn't get that one. No one should really have any good times in this stuff. No. Good is didn't die and lose close friends. Hmm. Everything and then it's and then it's just increasing levels of shit. So yeah. Uh I I I think that Checking out something else on his list is a very good idea. I mean, maybe this is a little bit mutinous, but, you know, the white snakes could hit, you know, twice. They've seen him. That's Dude. a little mutinous. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, I'm in a bit of a mutinous mood right now. This is the problem with organizations in which no one can trust anyone. <laughs> you say uh, mutinous? Plausible deniability is maybe another one? Cowboy era is another one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, statistically, that would keep us the most likely to survive this. Although I'll be honest, it sounds like your experience with the white snakes did not lead me towards thinking they were entirely competent. Neither did our experience regarding Agent Purple. I mean, inconsequentials on the phone telling me that he's their top man. We did not have a hard time with their top man. Well, no, it's easy to be the top man when you're the only one surviving. <laughs> it keeps coming up. I don't think. <laughs> Unreasonably. So, um, yellow pages, let's choose a green box location. Put this journal and knife in it for somebody actually higher up to look at. 
because inconsequential also has to be an operator who takes calls from purple like you know he's not necessarily doing analysis we pass that information off we check out one of the green boxes you think looks promising and see if there's another goddamn aladdin lamp in it waiting for purple <laughs> to just pick up and use and then I mean, we take calls for purple. If we have any reason to believe that we want to work with them. Well, I mean, we don't trust them anyways. But. And vice versa. You know, I mean, he didn't try to kill us all before we entered his house. And he's a goddamn paranoid bastard. Is, is the new team mascot. Yeah. I don't know. He's pretty chatty for someone that's yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's uh let's get this green box set up. Let's then. do it then. All right. So you choose a rather random location, um, someplace not too far from where you're currently bivouacked, but uh far enough away that nobody would ever be able to deduce that's where it was. Maybe what in another um uh storage, storage. facilities are nice uh yeah other other places that I mean, what's another place that more than one outsider has key access to gym lockers that kind of stuff is yeah brain stations yeah metro yeah. i think i don't know if they have any PO boxes Yeah, both things would fit into a P.O. box or into a, a locker. All right, so you can decide where you find that. Uh, so you've you've stashed those things, and you've in, then you've informed uh, inconsequential where they're located. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you call him, or you maybe you text him. I don't know if we texted hey. yet, but. Um, yeah, I'm sure we texted. Uh, yeah. If you if you contact him directly, he's going to be like, "Have you contacted Purple yet?" <laughs> <laughs> he keeps calling. I've told him that you've moved the headquarters. Clarifying something before we get in touch. Send. Roger, do you want to take the phone for a little while? Uh. Internet. Yes, and he'll just pull open the back and pop the battery out. <laughs> hey, oh, that's called going rogue, Roger. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes these things get bumped, and you're out incommunicado for a little bit. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it happens. Just yeah. driving through a valley. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, let's right. uh yeah let's check out. Which one is that? The uh, level one at 7164 Brock, uh, Brookside Street. Okay, that's the Brookside Street? Yeah, that's the level one. Uh, What's the GB number? Oh, um, I see is, it. Yeah, GB 3761. Yeah. All right. Um. I'm just going to say that it's another uh, storage facility, storage unit. Um, you still don't have a code to get in. Now it's 
daytime. Though you can wait until somebody goes through the gate and then sneak in. <laughs> then you don't know which uh, box it is. Same problems as last time. Should we wait to nighttime or wait for an opportunity? I tell you, that's another thing. You know, I called him to ask what storage unit it was mm -hmm. and he came up with that information where did he get that where did he get box 617 is he are these all his boxes because how would he know ah uh, we gotta get him it's so strange the voice of God just gave me an epiphany. Why don't we, <laughs> why don't we surveil Agent Purple? Just check him out, see what he's doing. Just go to his house and look in the window. Just spy well, on him. Yeah, spy on him because, you know, he doesn't know what we took. Maybe you know it's like one of those. I don't know. I don't really read books, but Sherlock Holmes like kind of. He'll look for the most important thing because he thinks we took it. Well, you didn't mm -hmm. take his underwear, but you took <laughs> all the true. other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we could do that. It's not bad. You just give him the car keys back and be like, hey, where should we go now? Just oh, that's him. not what I meant. I meant oh. like from a distance. Here's your car keys back piece and then just tail it. I mean, he's in the house with the windows, the blinds drawn. He doesn't know how to get to his car yet. So we can't, they can't watch much without reinitiating contact. Do we want to have two of us not involved in that contact and trying to engage in surveillance? I'd probably better on the surveillance front. Yeah, same here. I mean, I'd like to scope him out before we make contact again. Well, I mean, we have to... We Given that we dropped his car off a little bit away, picking him up is actually part of getting back in contact anyway. So if you want to take. It does make his... sense, though. Yeah, yeah. Why don't I? Why don't we the those making contact drive up with his car, say we took care of everything you were supposed to do. What are you supposed to do now? Like we're done with the corpses. We've yeah. passed things up the chain. We thought that we saw. Some bikers mm. in the wee hours of the morning circling the place and so we thought that it wasn't safe and that's why we ran off with vital materials really yeah, that's all fine I, I still think that maybe we should give just like 10 minutes scope it out for sure we... yeah I mean if you're going to pick him up you're going to have to be there so you can see what you can see 
All right. So we've done everything so far, but dealt with the artifact. That's correct, right? The artifact has been green boxed. So it's ready to, it's at a place where we have told our contact point in consequential that it's ready for B cell to pick up and process the journal and the knife. So we're done, you know, and, and, and Roger finished the paperwork. So spick and span. Then let's do that. Let's give him back his car, make contact, go from there. Blanton, let's, uh, you're up. How do we do the stakeout a block away with his car? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, I, I can just walk up and sneak around, creep around, you know, look through some windows. If he sees me, what's he going to do? Kill me? Put a bullet through your head. <laughs> well, might not be the worst thing in the world. We did leave him as AK-47. Should we not have done that? <laughs> yeah, did you leave him any weapons? <laughs> I don't no. think he had weapons. Actually, he probably, he might have had a gun on his person when he just fell asleep on the bed. Yeah, surviving, was a... surviving was never the point of an opera. Right? <laughs> just that might have been for, for purple. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem when you start thinking that way. All right. So it sounds like you guys are going to drive back there. Uh, some of you are going to get out where the car is. And you're going to drive the car back over. Is that correct? Yeah. And let Glanton have a, a little bit of time that he wants before we fully get there and hand off the car to him and be like, all right, you're, you're clear, bud. I'll take someone else with me if anybody else wants to come. I, okay. I can play, I can play what a uh, lookout for you. So if you uh, suddenly have some uninvited guests, I can give you a uh, give you a heads up. So let me let me get it strategically straight. Purple's in the house. A car is down the street. How is this going to play out? Explain it to me. In order. Yeah, I guess I I want to go look through the windows, see what Purple's doing. Okay. All right. So, Agent Glanton, you uh, you obviously don't drive up to the house. You uh, you park your car a little ways away and you sneak up. Now this this area these are these are old old houses. Um, they're in rows, so there's you know there's backyards, there's side yards, there's everything else. Um, you come up. Uh, more or less to the house next to him. And you're going to have to walk across their yard. But what is it now? About 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock? Um, you don't see anything. There's no people out, out in their things. There's a car. There is a driveway, but no car. So maybe these people are at work. Nobody's going to really pay any attention to you walking across their yard. So you walk across the yard and hop the little uh, four-foot-high chain-link fence into the house uh, where Purple is, and you sort of sneak around it, and you peek through, 
a window that would be looking it's the back it's the backyard window for the living room uh you look in and you see uh purple he's uh he's sitting on the couch and for a few seconds you know he's just like this and then uh, he sort of gets up and he starts pacing back and forth um and even sort of gesturing and talking to himself you know like like he's rehearsing what the what he's going to say to you people when you get there cuz he's looked pretty steaming mad um uh it's a little odd that he's kind of rehearsing this but some people are like that. He looks he looks kind of manic. Can I make out what he's saying? No, he's not really saying much of anything. Just it's mostly in his imagination that he's angry. But his gestures tell you he's just furious. And he's rehearsing his fury. Okay, I will report that back to the other people. No idea what that means. That almost sounds like it's how he's trying to work on a cynical interpretation of this. It's almost like a politician trying to act normally. So again, it's like how how would you how are you supposed to react in this situation? Oh well, I better make sure I do that then. Yeah, I am inclined to agree. Do you think he might be some sort of alien? Well, you mean like from Mexico? Or... <laughs> oh my god, no. Uh, from outer space. Uh, Canada? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a little stretching it a little bit. <laughs> no, I think he just lives in Los Angeles. Like, I'm the. Uh, it's that just makes how it is. Enough. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, well, what the fuck, man? Have we just, like, busted this guy's balls for no reason? Or is he completely a lunatic? He's either a lunatic or there is something very, very, very wrong about him. In either case, it needs we need to get to the bottom of it. Sure, yeah. Whoever the psychologists here are, though, make sure you're watching his reaction. Mm -hmm. I'll keep an eye out for the uh, thing around the eyes if his, if his skin suit uh, shifts and I can see the <laughs> lizard scales underneath. There we go. We could offer him a, a fresh rat and see what he does with it. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Having ascertained that, whatever that was, I guess we're... Uh, Roger, you should call him and tell him that his car's... Oh, no. <laughs> his car's out of the shop. All right. Uh, and I think we're good, right, with the idea that we were maintaining a watch. We saw multiple people in motorcycles, and we decided we needed to vacate. 
And yes. we tried to rouse him, but he was in a bit of a condition. Perfect. Yes. Maybe Slam that, the victim. We'll yes. put the shame Perfect. back on him where it All belongs. Right. I'm 100% ready for this. I will drive up front, get the car key out, and go up to the door and give it a knock. Okay, you got the car keys in your hands? Yeah. Did you lock the car? Uh, I, Yeah. Good habit. Um, well, yeah, it doesn't happen like that. What happens is, is you drive into the driveway, and <laughs> he hears that sound, and he slams open the door and uh, comes out towards you, uh, obviously red in the face, and upset and he's mm-hmm. like he's like you took my fucking car <laughs> you know what the fuck is wrong with you people and agent roger is like he's kind of coming up right like he's going close i'll just give him a big hug oh thank goodness you're you're all right purple oh thank goodness we saw the people thing and we just had to make tracks but we couldn't get you out of there what you were just so drunk. About? Yeah, what are you talking about? All right, it's great. Here's the car keys. How are you feeling this morning? Did you get enough coffee? I'm ruining his practicing is the, the hope. <laughs> yeah, it, in fact, he doesn't know what to say. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? Exactly. It's a right. I woke we- up this morning. My car was gone and all of my stuff. What the fuck? Yeah, it's, uh, it's where are right. the rest of you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled up or yeah i think we're not going to be able to hide our other vehicle from him so we might as well having seen from the car that rogers roger didn't call him before he approached the front door i was like oh mm. we're just gonna see him <laughs> cut down in a spray of red and then the hug happens and i'm like all right this is interesting here for um, the backup lies. Uh, uh, Purple just turns around. He's just like, he, he turns his back onto you, uh, Roger, at that point, and starts walking back to the house. And he says, Where, why, why does this shit happen? You know, I don't need this kind of stress. Uh, and he's, uh, he's, he's, he's pretty, at this point, pretty freaking manic. He's like, Come inside and tell me what the fuck happened. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wave the others in because I think Harper had a good story prepared. Uh, are we leaving some to our surveilling? What's our... Ups here. Yeah, yeah. I'll... I'll go in with you, Roger. Uh-oh, Harper's quiet. We can leave Shameless and Glanton to... The getaway slash surveillance. Maybe maybe Glanton's still outside and and Seamus can take the the wheel. So Purple gives you kind of a stream of the old rants and, and he's uh you know he's like uh I woke up, I freaked out, I thought you guys were with the you know, the, the cult or the white snakes or something. He's taken all my stuff. <laughs> Don't know why you didn't kill me in the process. You know, and uh, 
We're not going to, you were killing Why? yourself, Purple. You were killing yourself. We tried to haul you out of bed three separate times. But you were dead weight. We well, couldn't look, pick you up. You know, we all drink, don't we? You're all into drinking, aren't you? I mean, how do we deal with this pain? Mostly pharmaceuticals in my case, but that's personal matter. So you moved everything to a new location. There were, we saw at least four different motorcycles in the wee hours of the morning. They were keeping with the shadows. Honestly, we talked to one white snake guy and he was dumb as rocks. So, and, and I'm not sure they've got a new chain of command, but they seem to have eyes on this place. So we cleaned it out. We would have brought you, we wanted to put you in a trunk. And honestly, this place with you dead drunk asleep in the bed, you didn't look like an enemy to anybody. Did they follow you back from wherever you were? We didn't see any sign of them. I mean, we're not amateurs. I understand that you're more experienced, but it's pretty easy to spot a lone motorcyclist on the streets at night. So you've moved us to a new location. Yeah, temporary. Give me a few minutes to pack my bag. And we're it's it's just we're just at a rental. We have to find a longer term location. But the good news is the artifact is on its way to B cell. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. And and Roger finished all the paperwork. Honestly, it looks golden. You're in the clear. Hmm. He turns around and walks into the other room. Pulls out a small suitcase from under the, the bed. And... and we're all waiting to hear the sound of a firearm. No, he, he packs his stuff in there. But you can all do uh, human, what is it? Uh, human, 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 human intelligence. 21. I want that to be better than regular 18. success. Yeah, tw oh, 20 nice. out of 70 seems like it should be something more than just regular. Yeah. <laughs> nope. yeah, well, you're all kind of in agreement on this. You really don't think he bought your story. It's a pretty weak story. Yeah. In fact, it's almost as if he knew that you couldn't possibly be telling the truth. Almost. Um, but he packs his stuff up, and at this point now he is stoic and quiet. Fine, let's let's get to this new place. Good. Uh, happy to uh, listen to your thoughts about a new long-term location because I know you've been here for more than seven years we just we just moved things to a motel because it was urgent so if you've got another idea we just stumbled across this place there's a lot of empty buildings in los angeles and when you say we was was petronius part of that look let's not talk about previous missions okay that's kind of breaking protocol right did you know that there was a journal in this house. He goes into the kitchen 
and opens up the cabinet and reaches up there. He's like, you found a journal. Did I know it was here? Yeah, I knew it was here. But I, geez, I haven't even thought about it for years. Roger, do you remember the, the, the last passage in Petronius's journal, the thing about the thing in the walls? They see all and wait between the walls, no outside, and they watch us and want, and they're coming to, or they're going to come for us, I believe. We hope Purple makes it out. He seems to have a knack for it. My guess is this is it. You have a reputation. Yeah, well, the survivor usually does in cases like this, doesn't he? Look, I'm not at liberty to discuss that case with you. You seem pretty keen to talk about the sewers and whatnot last night. In fact, you told us all these things in the journal. Well, fuck me. What was I, drunk? Are you been not, established. Do you not have a hangover this morning? Because that may be the most suspicious. Thing. I do have a hangover, but my anger was, <laughs> I, I was like ready to, I was, I don't know what I was going to do. I, I, I called Delta Green because I thought you guys were seeking double agents or something. Majestic 12 or good God, some other thing. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's, let's get the new location. You guys are going to have to, I don't know what we're going to do now. Um, we'll have to uh, hang low and wait until we can find some other lead to some other location and we'll follow protocol, you know. Um, You've been watching the White Snakes for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah. Who do you think is going to take over now that Rocco's dead? Oh, jeez, I have no idea. I, I wasn't watching him like that closely. So he didn't like have a second in command in place or anything? They're a bunch of bikers. I mean, how hard is it to, you know, with a machine gun, you could just get rid of all of them, right? They're not the pro they're not the main problem. They're the they're the flunkies. Yeah, you know what? The, do you do you have the address of the new place? Absolutely. I think I'd like to go for a drive. Clear my head. Did you take anything out of my car? Is my license still there? My my registration? Sure, you should probably re-up it, but yeah. Um, he says, you know, I'll meet you at the new location in an hour. Yeah. Get a cup of coffee, get maybe a... I think there's a lot of new uh, carrot juice places. Might help you, might pick you up a little bit. Y'all like dim sum? Love dim sum. Dim sum. Um, in the morning, it's fine. <laughs> dim sum is the morning. Yeah. Oh. Breakfast. Uh, yeah. So, um, he 
he's a little discombobulated at this point. Hmm. Um, but he 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 he's calming down. The red's gone out of his face, and uh, you don't think that he bought your story, but he's functioning. Um, you watch him go out to his car and uh, he gets into his car and drives away and Agent Roger, you notice that his keys are sitting on his desk. Uh, look out the window at the car driving away. Are we following him? I hope so. Yes. <laughs> The idea of uh, Seamus behind the wheel was to tail him. Okay. Yeah, as soon as, as, soon as he moves, uh, follow at a nice discreet distance. Yeah. Like, Bertrand, you did you happen probably... to look in the trunk when you had it? No. Uh, no, we did not. We didn't even search his car at all, which I feel like we should have. I'm sorry, Roger, what were you thinking? No, uh, do uh, uh, do you have Glanton's phone number or Seamus's? We should probably tell them that that car shouldn't be running. He's just eyeballing the car keys on the table. That car shouldn't be going unless he has spare keys, right? So, right. But then why, did, uh, did you see him reach under the... Also, did we tell him where the new green box is? Yeah, he asked you. So oh, okay. You would have, you would have given him the, the new, where oh, the new okay. safe house was, not the safe new green house. Right, safe okay. green okay. box. I don't okay. want him knowing anything about that knife, yeah. if yeah. I can help it. So you've got the phone. You can probably call Seamus. I can probably lean out the house and whistle for Glanton, who's like wearing a shrubbery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, that's you good. You see me rise out of the pool. <laughs> all right so uh are you going to join is glance gonna pick you up quickly before you you know follow him yeah i'm not going solo yes, so we hustle out of the place and jump in seamus <laughs> follow that weirdo mm -hmm. all right so you're following uh purple from a distance um you do the trick where you occasionally let a car get in front of you so that it doesn't look like you're always there um he he takes a number of roads as he's going and he goes to an an additional another um storage unit uh it's not any address that's on your list. Um, you see him, you, you can see him from across the street, and he's not paying close enough attention to notice a suspicious car. He seems very determined. Um, what do we have for, I guess it's, is it alertness or do we have a spot hidden or noticing something? I notice? Yeah, it sounds like alertness. Alertness, yeah. Okay. I'm so alert, but not right now. Hey, okay. fifty-three you notice this, is regular. He drives his car up to the gate, going in. This is daytime now. He drives it up to the gate, the little uh, 
you know, number pad is sticking up there next to him. He rolls down his window, he reaches out and he touches the notepad, just touches the notepad and the gate starts to open. You mean like he doesn't push a button, he just touches <laughs> the like the framework? Right. Just touches it and the gate starts to open. Yeah. And he pulls his car in and starts heading down to one of the rows of buildings. Now, if you go in, it's impossible to hide. I mean, you, you could hide on your feet a little bit, but these are just straight rows. What do you want to do? Yeah, I'm not great on the stealth front. So I'm quite I'm good on the observation front, but you're good. Your guys call. Do we do we go plunging in head first or what do we do? I feel like we would have to. We can't we can't just send one of us in there, especially when it's gated. Have we seen enough for a kill on site? He's clearly anomalous, but it's up well, to you, you guys. Do you just want to go and cap a drive by and cap him now? <laughs> I don't know. Kind of considering that usually green boxes have a uh, weaponry in them, I'm I've, becoming more and more inclined to just run him over. I've I've heard enough from Roger. I heard a I heard a go, so I'm going straight in. <laughs> okay, so you drive in through the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a problem because the gate opens for him, and then of course it immediately starts to close again. Um, so you're letting him go down there. You'd have to wait. So the gate's closed. Can we try and uh, hack that open? Good try. So, not to be a backseat driver, he is possibly picking up something dangerous. Do you just want me to ram the gate? He knows where the motel is, but nothing else. The knife's probably safe. people here. Oh, this time of day. Well, and that's the thing. There's probably somebody who will answer a bell at the gate. But then we have to deal with the public. Maybe we just have to wait and follow him again. Could we just wait? See until he comes out? If he comes out? If he doesn't come out, I might feel very lucky. I think he's going to come out, but he's going to have some, I don't know, sci-fi ray gun in the passenger seat. All right, we can, maybe it's better to wait, or what do we think? I mean, if we crash the gate, we're going to have to deal with all the collateral damage. And the commotion and all kinds of stuff, and who knows what can really happen. Roger's just running the number and he has no help whatsoever. Yeah. It's just like a, 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 a I, 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 I think uh, Seamus and I have seen enough to, nah, there's, there's something wrong with him, but or I, I don't, in which case, don't do, know. A, another option is do we want to ditch the car and then go in on foot? All five of us? Or... We, we basically circle his car, wait for him to come back and as soon as he appears, bang, and then leg it. You can try that. If we can get it on foot, if there's a human-sized gate, I think the cleanup of the 
security camera and maybe a couple of witnesses to nothing in particular might be a cheap way out. Um, just, just to clarify, it's the middle of the day. There is an office there. There's people working in the office. There may be a few people already in their in their own green green boxes in their own <laughs> storage boxes. The other the other question is: Do we think that he's fully on the run because he didn't buy my story because he knows that the motorcycle gang doesn't care or know anything or some mm -hmm. other reason? So, but if he's going to if he's planning to go to the motel to wipe us out. Just go there and set up our own ambush. I, I agree. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, and he's kind of looking like in his mind through the paperwork. We do have a booby trap that we can set to a doorknob. Can we set it up to his car door? Well, he'd see it. it would I, be a, we could <laughs> set it up to the uh, hotel. You hope that would, he comes in through the front we, door. Yeah, we can do that. Or he has to go there anyways. He said he was going to meet us there. Yeah. Doors open. Come on in. We shout from the bathroom, you know. <laughs> I mean, he might be getting his ray gun and his 40 pounds of gold and just planning to drive to Tijuana, in which case we've lost him. I mean, I think that we have all the time in the world to follow this guy. All right. I, I don't know why he would leave though i feel like delta green loves him yeah a little too much yeah. i'm not sure that agent inconsequential isn't agent pepper pot and the two of them are running this ship together <laughs> so uh seamus do you want to hotwire another car so we have dual visibility and that sounds like fun track him back to the motel one of us can go ahead of the motel the other of us can track him and then we're just ready you know we're we're at detonate point right we all agree yeah a yeah. man who can manipulate electronic devices with a single finger touch is not an honest human member of the organization we're agreed all right. I'll so go, you're going to find generic generic sedan number three parked down the road. Okay. Okay. So wait now. Uh, you guys are going to follow him? Is that what you're going to do? Or you well, we're splitting to... up our surveillance. We're going to give him the location for the hotel. We're going to ambush him by setting up our own booby trap. At that. Okay. All right. So one team's going ahead of the motel, the other team's following to make sure he's actually going to the assigned location. Okay. So, um, and you guys are all in communication with one another. So, all right. So who's who's going back to the hotel? Uh, Agent Roger, do you know how to set up the booby trap? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I'm the I'm the demolitions expert. Then you know how to set up the food trap. Then we, him and I can both go to the hotel. Okay. So you guys go to the hotel and uh, Harper, Roger, and Seamus, you guys are continuing your surveillance. Okay. He's in there for maybe uh, only 10 or 12 minutes. 
uh, and he comes back out. Um, uh, the gate, of course, opens automatically when you're coming from the, the other side. Uh, he drives out and uh, into the street, makes a right-hand turn, and continues on his way. Uh, you continue your surveillance. You don't think that you've been spotted. Uh, Is he going in the right direction to meet us at the motel we described? It's too early to tell because usually you have to do this before you can get on the highway or anything like that. Um, he uh, he does that and gets onto the highway heading towards your new location, uh, but he gets off before there. You see him get off, and uh, he drives into a small neighborhood, and you see him uh, park his car in a driveway. Now, the house in question doesn't look maintained. Uh, the grass is unclipped. Um, the place looks probably abandoned. Uh, maybe there's a for sale sign, but the for sale sign itself is damaged. Uh, so it's been for sale for a long time. Uh, it's not a great neighborhood. Uh, you see him get out of his car, uh, and in the back, he reaches into the back seat and he pulls out what looks like a box. And he uh, he walks over to the front door of the building, and all he does at first, your first impression was the door was unlocked, but what you see is him with his index finger touch the lock and then open the door. And he walks in, uh, and he's in there for maybe five, ten minutes at the most. And then you see him come walking back out again. Um, and this time you see him hold the doorknob, reach around, lock the locking mechanism on it, and pull it closed. Uh, and he walks back over and he gets into his car. Uh, you take note of the address. Uh, he went in with one box from the back seat? Yes, and he didn't come out with anything. And he came out empty-handed. Good. Yeah. Um, he then proceeds to drive uh, to your new location. Um, those of you who have gone ahead to the new location... Um, you are just, the, we'll say this all having the same time, you arrive at your new location. Uh, does Agent Harper, Seamus, uh, and Roger want to call and tell them what how to proceed or what to do, or if they still want to booby trap the room? Yeah, because I'm saying, yeah, bogey is incoming. Again, confirmed on site that he's fucking weird. All right, so he's on his way. Is there anything that we need to know about him particularly? He's just going to touch the door handle and open it. So if your booby trap works by just the door opening, even better. If it's the door the door handle turning, maybe not so good. Okay. Um. So yeah, we need to seen saw Agent McCurdy. Which one? 
Uh, I don't, I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> the one where he opens the door and the, the shotgun blasts him. Uh, the, one yeah. that, the one that won't be made for fourteen years. Yeah. Oh damn it! We uh, got to take care of Glandon too. Great. No. <laughs> so how do you want to? Pl- You're the demolition expert. How do you want to do it? Apparently, he can open doors without touching doors. Yeah, I no, that's no problem. Set it up, grenade at the uh, about head level sounds good. He knocks the door open, string pulls the pin out, and he blows up. That being but, said, I, I mean, if you want to pick some place just in case he somehow is able to magic his way out of it so you can blow him away, contingency. This is a motel that you're going to blow up, right? With, with, yeah, with, with people, people in the other rooms. Yeah. The motel had it coming. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Now we can we can do that. Turn exactly the gas on on the stove. Yeah, but then we would we shouldn't be here either. Electric how, stove. How are we gonna <laughs> shit? How would we make sure that the grenade actually took him out? Uh, we would have to be near the explosion, right? Across the street. Oh, look, it says a complex looking booby trap kit, fortunately containing instructions. So there you've got instructions. Uh, It's composed of eight absolutely massive bullets, which military minded agents may recognize as 25 millimeter rounds. Uh, for the M252 Bushmaster. Uh, firing tubes with strikers for said rounds strung together on a line with a laser for finding the impact point and a tripwire designed to be linked to the doorknob. Um, the purpose of this trap appears to be the complete and total annihilation of whoever opens the door. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. That's what All you right. found in the box, yeah. Then we'll set it up the way that Agent Glanton said, head level. Since it's only going to shoot, it's not going to explode. And then we'll oh, shoot. Well, if it's going to shoot, then. I don't know. I don't think it's happen. shooting. I think it's going to explode. The, the bullets are oh, going okay, to explode. Good, yeah, good. Oh, okay. All right. Look, a shrapnel bomb. But it'll probably oh, take okay. half the building with it, half the front of the building with it. Is the hotel or motel hall- hallway, is it open space parking lot or is there room across each other? It's it's a motel. It's probably in a big L shape and there's just rooms and fronts. So you will blow his car away outside then. Look, no no crying in Delta Green. Let's just <laughs> set this up. <laughs> okay, so that we, we can be near the motel. When it, we don't have to be across. We can just be somewhere within the other rooms. Well, if, if the explosion is pointed outwards, as it presumably is for opening the door, someone really should be inside to say, hey, come on in. And then it's going to be less suspicious for him. He's just going to open the door and then blam, and you'd be on the other side of the uh, the cone that the explosion is going to go out. 
Okay. I don't mind volunteering to stay in. You're a brave man, McMurdy. <laughs> and just, just have some heavy ordnance with you for if he's yeah. still standing after it. Yeah, I'll be ready with my gun. Maybe close the bathroom door and call from in there. Okay, that sounds like a plan. We'll do that. So, Agent Clan, Glanton already set up the booby trap. We're waiting for everybody's arrival, and we'll go from there. Good luck. Park up um, in the car park within line of sight of him. But you're going to you've you've far. reported to to Clanton and uh, and McBurdy what you saw happen. Yep. All right. Um, indeed, uh, Purple drives into the parking lot. Uh, he parks his car. Uh, you see him get out and. The first thing he does when he gets out is he looks for your cars. It's like, but he goes over. Is this on the first or second level? Are you? Uh, we are on the first level, just to okay. make it. So he walks over to the, the door. Those of you outside surveilling, you can see him walk over towards the door. And he goes, you know, knocks on the door. And then I just wait for him to knock again. Knocks again. Who is it? Purple. Okay. You can open the door. It's open. It's not locked. It's not locked. We were expecting you. Just come right in. You were expecting me. Is this some sort of a trap? He starts backing away from the door. Is that are you guys working? Are you guys working for Majestic? I don't know who that is. I'm in the restroom right now, so you caught me at a very off time. I'll wait for you to open the door. Okay, if you can wait 40 minutes, or you can wait until the others get here, that's really up to you. I can't finish halfway, so. Halfway? You're going to take an hour and a half to take. <laughs> um. Yeah, he suddenly backs away from the door, and he starts looking around to see if any other cars are coming. And pulls out his phone. Run him down. <laughs> Floor it. Bam. Speed bump him. <laughs> it's so you're going to pull into the parking lot? Yeah. And then straight on. Uh, go swing by and then boom. Over the top <laughs> of him. Okay. Well, he is extremely suspicious at this point. So any odd noise has got his attention. Uh as soon as you pull into the parking lot and he sees you and you're not slowing down, uh, he's going to start running. Uh, well, that's that makes it hopefully a bit easier. Well, he's running. He's running down the you know down the you know, the front of the buildings. So there are pillars holding up the second part. Um, 
but he runs towards uh, what looks like, you know, there's like a, an office or a lobby or something like that. Uh, he runs up to that door and just opens it quickly uh, and jumps inside. Um, we'll say just as you hit the glass front and smash it, uh, your car comes to a halt. Mm -hmm. um, Agent McMurdy is still busy. Uh, well, I, uh, and, I uh, see him run out and I shoot the window instead of oh, trying to open the door. So I just okay. shoot the window and I run, I walk out with their, or I crawl out. So I'm do with everybody now. Do you try to shoot him as he runs by the window? Yeah. All right, yeah, go ahead and do a um, take a shot at him. I got a seventeen. Ooh, that's a regular. Um, I do a post or oh, he got a twenty-four. I think we're we're pretty much matched. How how does it work in Delta Green? Don't think you usually dodge the bullets. Yeah, Could it's usually just cover. a hit. Yeah, you could die for cover, and that's a negative percent. Um, I don't have it right in front of me. He's already running. Yeah. I'd say you clip him. I'll say you clip him in the shoulder as he goes by. So those of you in the car see the, the little spray of blood as he's running. But he's gone into the office. Oh, and I've gone through the office front. <laughs> yeah, you've you've crashed. Uh, there's screams. You can hear a few people inside the office that are, you know, the way you see in in YouTube videos when people crash into the, the restaurant. You crash into the lobby. Um, what are you guys going to do? I mean, he's Roger, on the run. Yeah, Roger was probably in the car holding, white knuckling it, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> He's just going to get out and uh, start to give chase because him shooting at this thing is not going to happen. So, okay. Well, I will give chase, but I am armed and I'm not afraid to use it. Okay. You're pretty much 30 feet behind him. Uh, and he almost, almost uh, instinctually and strategically runs through the building towards what would be like a back door where the mm -hmm. garbage area would be. And you see him just grab the door, open it, and run out. And the door, it's a big metal door. It just sort of swings closed behind him. When you get to it, it's locked. Uh, shoot the lock out and continue going. Okay. Uh, you do that. Uh, now, though, you're maybe 50 feet behind him. Uh, he's running down the alley. Uh just at breakneck speed. Now, I'm, not good the, athletics. I'm not the most dexterous, but assuming when he ran into the office that he was going to try to go around, uh -huh. and assuming that I wasn't significantly injured in the impact, which we were prepared for after all, I want to run around to try to impede him, but I okay. don't know logistically how far. Where You're going to him. try and, uh, and cut him off? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's do a block roll. 50-50. 28. Nice. All right. So just as he's about to clear the end of the alley, you come around the corner. Are you armed? 
I was looking for anything I could pick up as I ran because I do not carry a firearm. Okay. I, I carry a shotgun and a magnum, so I'm planning on running yeah. with the handgun because it's easy to run with, okay. so you can grab the shotgun because I'm not going to be... Plus, Agent them. Harper, you also have your fists. Yeah. Um, and if he did not, doesn't know I'm there and I'm barreling down the hole, you know, yeah, I'm basically going to try to lunge at him so that... Yeah. Okay. Well, what happens is this. Just as he's... Like I see, just as he's getting ready to turn out the alley... You come around the thing, and when he sees you there with a determined look on your face, uh, he screams like a woman, you know, and almost in a, in a single motion, he like balls up and collapses onto the ground and sort of slides in the gravel up against the white brick wall that's there. And he's like, don't kill me like this. Absolutely fucking terrified. Worm. You can see that he's peed his pants. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time not stumbling onto him under those circumstances. Right. Okay, do a constitution one to see if you and I'm you know basically gonna make sure that he's still there when uh when I have backup constitution sixty-two. No, I missed it by two. I stumble right over him. You stumble over him, you hit the wall, it hurts. Um, but he has now gone into a fetal position and he is just shaking like a, like a leaf as he's laying there on the ground. Uh, terrified that he's about to meet his end, I guess. Um, oh, the others of you really... start to catch up. You guys catch up to him. Okay, unload the gun into him. Can you kill him? Well, blam, 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 blam. If he's point blank <laughs> cowering, then execute the motherfucker. All right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no way he can get away from that. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. You fire into him, and he uh, he screams as you, you hit him, uh, shaking. And then uh, after a couple of seconds, he, uh, he looks up into your eyes with tears, and uh, the light goes out of his eyes, and he fades away. And not literally, just dies. Re reload the clip and put another three in the head just to make sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and at this point, people are starting to wonder what the hell's going on. We well, people, be are, now. people have probably already called the police. Um, so you're going to go? We should probably take the body and go. All right. Oh, you're going to take the body. That's going to take... Uh, that's going to slow you down quite a bit. No, we don't have a car either. We have... We have whichever one which uh, you two turned up in to begin with. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's right. That's right. Well, we have one stolen one car. One stolen car. One crashed car. Yeah. Um, there's other things you can do, of course. You could theoretically, you know, make sure he doesn't have any ID on him um, to identify him. He's I'd already like to... up in case he in case he's not dead. 
we're going to okay. take him and make sure that we finish the job with the wood chipper. You put three ha- holes in his head and uh, three in his body. Yeah, we gotta I, like take him because if he like ate a lucky rabbit's foot or something, okay. Yeah. All right. So you guys, you guys, those of you in a car, you pull up, uh, you open up your trunk and you pile his body into the thing. Uh, there's probably a few people screaming at this point when they see what's going on. They probably assume you guys are a gang. Uh, uh, but you get in your car and you drive away before the police arrive. What are you going to do? Like I said, I, I suggest we find the nearest wood chipper. Yeah, maybe we should check what he left in that place. We've got... go, back, go back to the address. Yeah, he stopped at a house and dropped off a box. Not everyone knows that, but whatever's in it is relevant. We're not, we're not hearing Nathan. No, uh, ab- absolutely, 100%. Um, I'm going to just, hypothetically, maybe we stop for a second and call in a bomb threat to that hotel, too, because we did leave a yeah, massive explosive track. device attached <laughs> to the door. So probably want to mention that before someone comes along. Uh. I've got room five for you. It's it's right <laughs> over here. <It's> <laughs> Main right. service said this morning it was our nicest and freshest room. <laughs> All right. So uh we'll we'll not worry about the hotel. That's gonna fall under, you know, either terrorism or uh gang gang activity. Um the car is not traceable anyway, you wouldn't have been that dumb. So, uh, you said wood chipper. I mean, what uh, describe now what how you're gonna end I think, this with? I think we want to go back to the house that he dropped the box in because that's a relevant artifact. I okay. want to just cut off a swatch of Agent Purple in case lab results will tell us something about what he was, okay. and then we'll take the box out and we'll incendiary that abandoned house. And okay. that'll take care of a couple of points. One second. My ears are stopping, so I'm going to switch. <laughs> you know, if we take that finger, we have a lock pick just built in. I hadn't thought of it. I was just going to take a swatch from his like love handle, but no, that finger <laughs> might be very handy. It's almost like right. a modern-day hand of glory in one yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, we could take a whole hand and see if the, if the fingers burn. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, you go, you drive back to that house and you, you go inside and let's see. Yes. Does our demolitions expert want to make sure that uh, opening doors or windows ain't going to get <laughs> us to go boom? This doorknob seems familiar somehow. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Um, okay, what you find, you find a cardboard box, and when you open the cardboard box, do you open the cardboard box? Okay. Carefully. Um, you open the cardboard box, there is Excelsior, that sort of shredded newspaper inside. In the bottom, there is a blue uh, leather uh, looks like the kind of thing you'd present to a, a, a fiancé, you know. Mm. And inside of that, if you open it, 
is a brass signet ring with an eight-pointed star. Um, looks very old. Like not modern jewelry, like a thousand years old. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, but uh, let's see. Everybody do. Everybody do intelligence rolls. Let's see who gets the highest <laughs> intelligence roll. Oh, 67 is a success. 40 is a regular. 40. Nothing max. Uh, okay. 90. So, Agent Harper, you look down at the ring, and you've seen this ring before. Um, You were involved in a in a uh, an operation maybe five six years ago and as you recall there was a bunch of jewelry and uh you guys all secured that into a green box um this is from that green box this is from that collection yeah so they've been raiding p-cell or purple has been raiding green boxes for their own purposes for who knows how long. And actually, I don't know if we should go and after we set this place afire, making sure that his body is the center uh, of that, maybe we should go back and get that knife. Um, the only thing I might suggest, just as a, I'm thinking here, if we leave this place and surveil it, what do you want to bet that we see some white snakes pull up? This seems like a drop off. Oh shit. I think I think we might have been on the money. I think he's been selling like his he could have been the source for all of this and he's been helping himself. So he has I don't know, he read a book that makes it so he can touch locks and make them open. Right, and the way you get paid at P level is because it's pay level where you pay yourself off by selling artifacts to the black market. Mm -hmm. And that explains why he finds them so often, is he just goes to other green boxes that he has a list of and just says, oh, look at this cool thing I found. So do we have time to fill the cellar with kerosene and leave his body floating in it? And then <laughs> there's no cellar. All oh, right, California. But, um, so you burn the building down with him inside? Well, that's the question. Are we going to wait to see whether the white snakes show up? I mean, if we if we prove that hypothesis, what does it get us? Yeah, that's true. I think this is the ringleader himself. That's why he was pissed off that we were sent up to follow after him. We can also prove it after we've blown the building up. True. They they won't know. Yeah, good point. They still show up on motorcycles. Then we can say, correct. So let's 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 at least temporarily let's wrap this story up. Um, you're going to you you surveil. You never see any white snakes approach this house. Um, you've burned it to the ground with his body in it, so that covers that up. Uh, you go back to the old house and burn that as well. All right. Uh, that house is taken care of. 
you are however you want to spin it you are ultimately then going to be reassigned to a new p cell so that you can continue the investigation and see what the hell is going on um do a roll one of you roll a four-sided dice So much suspense. Looking yeah. at Harper. Three. Okay. I got a one. So you you work on this project for three months. You thoroughly do your investigation and everything, and you come to the conclusion that the white snakes are not involved in any of this at all. You look through the uh the computer you takes you a while to break into some of those files um it seems like each incident wherein they infiltrated and uh and got stuff was awfully convenient and easily solved and that um there's no evidence of anybody called the you know the the worm, the the brothers of the worm, or anything like that, in mm. here, and so eventually Delta Green has to close that investigation and put you to work on other stuff. So that's really the end of the story. So now I owe you an explanation for what was going on. Um, ten or twelve years ago. Agent Purple was involved in P-Cell, and the uh, Petronius and uh, Plumage were killed, and he was quite traumatized by the whole thing. Uh, if you recall from the journal, he saw some things, and uh, he was quite traumatized. Well, he decided at that point that he didn't want to do any more missions. He wanted to get out of it but he didn't see a way out and he was kind of enjoying the perks so what he decided to do was he began staging missions he had found some green boxes he knew that delta green's uh, paperwork was shitty and so he was taking things out of the green boxes and planting them and then telling the agents that he'd gotten leads that the white snakes who were totally scapegoated for his purpose um, had been involved in this. They would go there. They would take care of the problem. They would take the artifact back, turn it in, and then they would get some R&R. And there were also times when he was like, I don't want to go on these missions. I'm going to call a blue coat in and say, we're too haggard. We can't go in. I just want to pretend. And this worked very well for him for 10 or 15 or 10 or 12 years until the last two agents, he, they were getting too suspicious. So he ended up setting it up so that the place he sent them to was in fact white snake territory and the white snakes just gunned him down. Uh, and he pretended to find that artifact, turn it in and, uh, 
So he was trying to cover his tracks. He just assumed not have anybody else involved. And uh, and that's what he was doing. He didn't want to, to risk his life. He was terrified. When you guys finally confronted him there at the end, he was just totally terrified. Uh, he but he'd almost never been into a fight. What about his ET finger? Ah, he found an artifact which you never stripped him and checked his body, but he had a necklace on, and hanging on the end of the necklace is the skeleton key, mm. and it makes it so that if, if he touches any any lock, it just automatically opens, including combination locks. Um, uh, if you had handcuffed him, he would have pretended along until you weren't looking and then just undone the lock. You couldn't lock him in anywhere. You could lock him in a safe and he could get out of the safe without any difficulty at all. Uh, and it was pretty much mundane other than that one little thing that he could do. But he could hop into any car he wanted and touch the lock and just drive away. He wasn't paying attention. So he... Uh, yeah. You don't remember your keys when no locks work on you. Right. He'd like, been doing it for so long. Habit. And we would have really had to concrete all... him. But that was the... Stories always, always, always strip search them. <laughs> that, was the, that was the basic story. And there were a million ways that it could have gone. Uh, if you had actually confronted him, he could have gone homicidal. If he'd had something, you know, in his hands or caught him red-handed with something, he might have used it. Um, I don't know what the ring does. Uh, I have a list of green boxes. I have a whole list because I didn't know what I was going to use and, and anything like that as you went along. Uh, I made up the lists of where the green boxes were and, and all of that. He also had a green box. That was his green box in, uh, in the, the last place, the, not the, not the house, but the, the storage unit. You would find probably quite a few little artifacts in there. Well, that's the that sequel had, right there. Yeah. The stuff but, he kept. But the white snakes. Torturing the white snakes, they didn't they didn't have a clue. And the only thing that you had said what sounded like the name of another gang. So poor Maynard was just like, sure, yeah, there's any gang. And um and Agent Purple knew that if you torture somebody long enough, they'll confess to anything. That's what he was banking on. That yeah. you guys would just torture a confession out of the guy and that he could pretend the next thing. That's what he was doing. He was setting up to tell you, oh, there's a there's a there's another house that we've just come up on the radar. Uh, you know, go there and see if you can find anything. So that's the story. Our, uh, go ahead. I'm just relieved we only, you know, dunked Maynard in a creek. And he, he might have made it home safer as a result. Yeah. He might have changed his whole life after that. Yeah, he's, maybe he's, he's now maybe. a terrifying televangelist. He probably goes to church every <laughs> Sunday now. And there I was. I was about to hook the car battery up to him. <laughs> Our players included Max Meltzer, Matthew Sanderson, Jolka, Nathan Decker, and uh, David Gasway, with myself as the handler. 
We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Spotify, iTunes, or Podbean. Support for our show is provided by our patrons who are listed in the closing credits. If you'd like to join them, please visit our Patreon page in, listed in the description. Or you can use Super Thanks by hitting the button just below the screen. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Delta Green role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.